Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And it's planning a major overhaul of their public toilet. Oh, so over the next three years, uh, they intend to renovate 50,000, 57,000 restrooms. Um, and they're going to make it kind of high tech. Uh, so they are going to equip stalls with personal TV sets and wireless internet access. Like, you'd need that. Seriously. Uh, also, they want to plug in some soothing soundtrack. <laughs> and uh, if they have windows, windows will be lined with aloe vera plants, like a spa. Hmm. In a public restroom? Turbo flushing toilet. High tech. There you go. Okay. Expensive. Moving along in the quack report. Going to be a nice environment to you know what in, right? All right. All right. Next up in the quacker, uh, we talked about bionics the other day. You know, the uh, the other week. Uh, it's on the archive area, so you want to check that out. Uh, but here in the news today is the bionic eye. It's an implant. They say it'll help about twenty thousand people in the UK. Scientists have developed this implant which delivers a long pulse of electrical current to anybody that's blind. Uh, so it gives an impulse to the photoreceptor cells that haven't been working. And so uh, 20,000 Brits who have retinitis pigmentosa would be able to see images. So the disease affects about 4,000 people there. And the implant is called Argus. It's uh, placed in the back of the eye. It allows the retina to be stimulated precisely and uh, with the uh, impulses. Uh, so it's, they, they, they said it's sort of like this. If you wore glasses, imagine a, the difference between trying to read a distant neon sign with and without your glasses. That would be like what it is for the folks with the implant. So people with these retinal implants are being, going to be able to see more clearly, have a big impact They'll be able to recognize objects, navigate their environments, uh, will give them a boost of esteem and independence and confidence. But the Argus implant is $100,000. What? Okay. Whew, expansive. Well, last but not least in the quack report, cancer in the news, according to some new studies here. So let's see. Um, they say cancer isn't all about your genes. They say 90% of the cases of cancer could be wiped out, reversed, avoided um, with uh, healthier lifestyles because they think cancer is triggered by unhealthy lifestyles. Well, do tell. Study found factors like sunlight and your diet play a big role in uh, the health of your DNA and whether you're going to get cancer. Uh, healthy habits dramatically reduce the chances of getting cancer, they said, and scientists are divided now over this cancer research because a lot of times they said it's your genes, it's your DNA, you inherited it, blah, 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 blah. There's nothing you can do. Um, can't reverse it. But now they're saying, wait, just a skinny minute. 90% uh, of the cancer cases would be wiped out, according to Dr. 
Emma Smith of the Cancer Research at the UK. She says healthy habits like not smoking, keeping your weight in a healthy level, eating healthy foods, cutting back on alcohol, um, are not guaranteed to keep you from getting cancer, but it dramatically, she says, reduces your risk of getting the disease. There you go. You have more power than you thought, right? 90%. And that wraps the quack report. Thank you, Frank. Okay. We're going to get into some of, well, maybe a bit of a controversial thing tonight, you know. I'm uh, going to take you down this road to a place you may not have visited. <laughs> uh, but it gets you thinking. Okay, get the synapses firing and your hand goes up to your chin and you go, huh. All right, so let's talk about some of the drugs and their names. Um, I've noticed that pharmaceutical drugs have some very unusual names. And I thought, you know, I want to look into some of the most popular, widely widely used drugs. And some of the drugs may be in the field of oncology, you know, cancer. And I want to see what they mean. So the scientific community likes to treat cancer uh, with a lot of drugs. It's a billion-dollar industry. And the FDA tells us that, you know, drug names are carefully reviewed to supposedly avoid medication mix-ups. So we're to believe that these strange names that drugs have is to avoid doctor, pharmacist, and patient confusion. Do you think the crazy names for drugs are intentional? And if so, why do you believe that? We're, we're told that we're supposed to believe that, you know, sci the scientific world, um, you know, what influences the name of the drug is the target buyer. And if there's some sort of link between the toxin in the drug and the, a system antibody. Well, drug names don't have to originate with the manufacturer either. Sometimes marketing experts have birthed the name of a drug. All right? Well, there's this new cancer drug, for instance. Um, one of the newer drugs on the market. You've seen it advertised on TV. It's called Opdivo. O-P-D-I-V-O. Opdivo. Now, this drug seems to offer cancer patients with melanoma or lung cancer the option to avoid chemotherapy, or if chemo was not effective in treating their cancer, they can use this drug. So it is referred to as an immunotherapy treatment, or immunotherapy treatment, and it's very expensive. Okay, uh, a course of four treatments of this drug costs anywhere from 141 to $300,000. So the drug name has some Latin roots to it. So Devo in Latin uh, means God, and Op, O-P in Latin, means in the work. So it suggests the drug maker thinks their product is the work of God. So why would that be? Well, according to the maker Bristow-Myers Squibb, Op Devo blocks what science calls the human death receptor. <laughs> So we're told the drug helps the immune system to kill the cancer cell. So if this is the case, then why does the drug literature state the drug just buys the cancer patient some time and the side effects, oh my God, the side effects are just as serious, if not more deadly, than the cancer. 
So if the side effects offer risks, let's say it's listed as a liver disease, immune system dysfunction or immune system confusion, uh, pancreatic disease, lung disease, kidney malfunction, you know, I'm saying to myself, how can a body fight cancer when all that's going on? Well, the answer is it can't. So we're told that it may buy the patient a few extra months. And uh, I think even in the ad it alludes to that too, you know. So I don't know. I, why would you spend $300,000, you know, just to live a few extra months? I guess, I guess if you're a millionaire, if you're Donald Trump, you could, right? The average person can't. Well, let's look at some of these chemo drugs, too, okay? The chemotherapy drugs also have some Latin roots. There are numerous chemo inhibitor drugs that end in POSIDE, the word P-O-S-I-D-E. That's their uh, suffix to their, their drug name. And POSIDE in Latin is the Greek for the god Poseidon. And you'd be amazed at the drugs with... Um, the meaning of epi inside the drug word, EPI, well, that means epidemic. So think about that for just a moment because we have prescription drugs that cause addictions, drug-resistant bacteria, congestive heart failure, and if that's not an epidemic, I don't know what is. So in 2004, researchers at the Department of Radiation Oncology at Northern Sydney Cancer Center conducted a 14-year study looking at the survival rates of cancer patients being treated with chemotherapy. The cases involved 22 different types of cancer involving 154,971 Americans and Australians over the age of 20. Now, only 3,306 patients survived five years post the chemo treatment. So their research was published in the Journal of Clinical Oncology in December 2004. Mm-hmm. You know, that's incredible. I think it is. You know, just 3,000 people out of 154,000? What is that? You know, it's a low percentage, I think. But... Let's look at some of the drug history. Everyone's familiar with antibiotics, right? Yep, yep, you are. Um, the name means against life, and science says it chose this term to refer to the killing ability of the fungi in the drug to destroy microbes or bacteria. Well, that's all well and good, but now we have bacteria so resistant to drugs that the bacteria have become superbugs, which are against life. Duh. You know, that's called... You know, what is that called? Ironic? Well, let's look at the uh, heavy metal treatments, because this is, this is kind of freaky. Okay. Scientific medicine has been using heavy metals in treatments even before scientific medicine was considered scientific. Alchemy was an ancient form of metal treatments often associated with witchcraft and sorcery. But the methodology of using metals can be traced back to Babylon and ancient China, so in the ancient writings, alchemy was an attempt to harness the power of nature for humanistic needs. And much of the early development of the alchemy was lost when, well, the Library of Alexandria burned, right? 
So we, we do know enough that the ancient symbol, the ancient symbol of alchemy, well, was, well, basically was the Hermes symbol, the serpent on the staff, the Cadaceous symbol for modern medicine. So gold was often used in an attempt to transform humans in, alch- in alchemy. You know, so the, the ancient Egyptians, the Muslims, and the European practitioners of alchemy were all endeavoring to create what was called the elixir of life. So it's really no secret that these practitioners were bent on the ultimate goal of creating artificial life. So the Chinese alchemists accidentally discovered gunpowder in the 9th century, and by the 15th century, no man in England could practice alchemy without a license. In the 17th century, alchemy took on a reputation of chemistry and thus lives on today. And modern scientific medicine carries on this tradition with mercury and vaccines and the complexities of metals such as um, platinum in, uh, in chemotherapy medicine. So medicine states that the chemo drugs with metals in them are an optimal treatment to other drugs that offer toxicity. <laughs> so they say some chemo drugs are loaded with heavy metals in complex combinations using titanium, gold, platinum, and ruthenium, which is a platinum-type metal. So we're told that these heavy metals enter the cancerous tumors and bind to their DNA to prevent them from spreading. So the ruthenium, in particular, was discovered by a Baltic German scientist in 1844, naming it after his uh, um, homeland, And the Latin name for Russia is Rustenia. And Rustenium contains radioactive isotopes with atomic weight. So Rustenium is usually rare and, like platinum, is expensive. So its compounds are similar to cadmium, which is extremely toxic. So it has been established for some time that chemotherapy offers, you know, what? 100% mortality rate, basically, which explains why 80% of oncologists who uh, will not take chemotherapy if they're diagnosed with cancer themselves. So, however, medicine shows that 2.1% of patients survive five years after treatment. And it's also becoming more evident that vaccines are kind of on the fraudulent side. So we can can tell, we can call science... um, with periodic tables, we can call it science uh, if we want, because uh, known alchemists discovered many of the elements used in modern uh, chemical processes today, like sodium sulfate and uh, hydrochloric acid. Yeah, alchemists did that. The you know they weren't the science guys, but they kind of stumbled across it. Well, most patients really don't check into the recommended treatments by their doctor. However, They might if those treatments were recommended by an alchemist. So the average person doesn't perceive them to be the same. So the point is that medicine has its roots in dark mythology, and it's possible that modern medicine's methods are just as mystical in its origins. Otherwise, why would medical journals admit that a majority of the scientific research is racked with deception and fraud? Scientific medicine is not exempt from having charlatans, right? 
So consider, however, if the majority of physicians who trust the research in the journals are actually practicing alchemy with a license as their predecessors did 1400 years in the 1400s. So one thing is clear, science is in the business of promoting the artificial. And that is uh, what disease management is, an illusion of a cure. Okay, they, so they're still in the artificial thing. Well, and knowledge is important. It really is. You can call a, a drug by any name, but you're going to know it's by its fruits. Drug dependency is an epidemic. It makes you a patient for life. It's this weird pseudo-medicine that weakens the body, undermines its functions. And God instructs that we will ultimately know someone by their fruits. You know, reputation is what people know about someone, but character is what God and intimate family know about someone. So hype and advertising paid for medical journal articles is what is assumed about drugs and treatments. However, the drug-induced disease, also known as a side effect, and uh, the overall weakening of the human condition is what is revealed so be careful in what you eat, drink, and the medicine you take. And real medicine should heal and strengthen and not add to your prescription list. Okay? Uh, here's another path you may want to investigate. Personally, I'm an herbalist, and I believe we should not be dependent on a pharmaceutical company. I believe in strengthening the body with nutrition. And God tells us his herbs are for the service of man and the healing of the nations. I trust in that. So if you would like to learn how you can remove those heavy metals, the radioactive particles, the pharmaceutical residues, well, call apothecary herbs and inquire about their organic organ cleanses. So you're going to learn the proper and safe way to cleanse. And uh, you cleanse away all those, uh, in, those residues and heavy metals and restore function. Because once you remove that burden of toxicity off the body, function it's just more efficient the body's able to do what it's supposed to do also immune boosting is important because people are they got so many they got weak immune systems with all the vaccines and antibiotics that have suppressed the natural immune system response so uh, call apothecary herbs they do have immune boosting strengthening herbs to empower you especially this time of year cold and flu lots of people sick um big congestive cough uh starts with congestion in the head goes to bronchitis um lasting several weeks this is now um, a pattern I'm seeing so uh, you want to power up and uh, have a heightened resistance to that uh, so if you want a free product catalog or to order call the folks at Apothecary Herbs their number is 866-229-3663 866-229-3663 if you're outside the U.S. dial 704-885-0277 at 704-885-0277, or you can visit their website, thepowerherbs.com, thepowerherbs.com, or get there by typing herbtalklive.com. That's where your healthcare options just became endless. Now, they do have dandelion root as well, and the folks at Windsor University Medical School um, discovered in 2012 there's something in dandelion that helps uh, cancer cells commit suicide so there's another layer of uh, benefit there from God's good herbs you know he, he knew we'd need that so uh, you can check that out that's also on the website and right now through the 18th that's Friday that'd be tomorrow um, 
they have 15% off. So the coupon code is on the home page. It's Xmas. You just plug that into the shopping cart, or you can use it over the phone uh, and save 15%. So if you've been thinking, hey, you know, I probably need to do a cleanse after the holidays blow over, this is a good time to pick one up and save 15%. Or if you're thinking, I want to get some immune-boosting herbs so I don't get sick because i got to meet all the relatives and all that kissing and handshaking and this and that, definitely give them a call and you can get some broad spectrum and really targeted immune boosters uh, to help you out. Definitely. They got pandemic kits. They got everything. So thepowerherbs.com, give them a call and empower yourself. It's all about that. All right. We got a few minutes before we got to take a little break and we're going to talk about that white powder that everybody's addicted to, especially this time of year because it's going to be on every table, in every home across America, because, you know, it's a celebration. It's the birth of Christ. And so people roll out, you know, the the feast. And a feast is not complete without, you know, some really decadent desserts. And uh, so the sugar uh, is a pretty powerful immune system uh, instigator of suppression. Um, One candy bar, suppress your immune system, eight hours. So we've got a lot of candy and sweets coming all the way from October, with the Halloween, and then we have November, Thanksgiving, because, you know, there's pies and cakes there, too. And now we've got Christmas, and then we'll have New Year's, and then we'll have Valentine's Day. So this is why we have this um, cold and flu season the way it is, because we have suppressed immunity with all the sugar that we're consuming. So we got to watch the sugar out there. Uh, but we do have an addiction to it. Americans are addicted to that white stuff. Um you know, more so, really, than the illegal stuff on the street. Uh, average American consumes two to three pounds of white sugar a week. So it is sugar, and it comes in a lot of forms. Uh, the highly refined sucrose corn syrup, uh, dextrose, table sugar, uh, you know, all that breakfast. It's everywhere. It's in the breakfast cereal. It's in your yogurt. It's in your peanut butter, your ketchup. And even your toothpaste, read the labels. So unless you avoid these things, you know, and substitute them with healthier, less less refined and less uh, sweetened items, you're going to get a lot of sugar. And watch the artificial sweeteners because, you know, that's a problem too. So every product out there seems to be, you know, sweetened. So we have to read our labels. My rule in my household is more than eight ingredients, put it back. It's not a food anymore. So read your labels. Make sure you know how to pronounce them, too. If you don't know how to pronounce them, why in the world are you buying that? I wouldn't buy that. And, uh, oh, I see we're going to have to take a break. But, you know, when we come back, we're going to talk about the signs of sugar addiction, some side effects. So what's the research saying about all the sugar we're getting? And what is it doing to our bodies? You know, what is it taking away that we absolutely should know about? And, you know, how we can reverse a lot of these problems. So we got lots to talk about, plus tiny giants, the viruses. When we come back, we'll be right back. into the original medicine. Herbalist Wendy Wilson will be right back. 
The ancient Greeks thought thyme herb provided strength. Indeed, the chemical compounds of thyme contain antioxidants, an effective germicide that kills whooping cough bacteria and makes breathing easier. Just imagine what you can do with thyme herb when it comes to respiratory ailments like croup, pneumonia, asthma, and sinusitis. The extra benefit of thyme herb is that it soothes nerves and stops spasmodic coughing, so you can get some rest. Who says you don't have time to take care of yourself? Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free for time, tincture, and tea to soothe your cough and get some rest. 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International 704-875-8010 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 007, your assignment is to find out what herb secrets herbalist Wendy Wilson has on Herb Talk Live. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in untested vaccine, hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate for those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand. Have a plan. Have peace and request your pandemic kit today. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. That's 866-229-3663, or thepowerherbs.com. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. get older, they are subject to hormone imbalance. And when this happens, men can experience osteoporosis, memory loss, irritability, blood sugar imbalance, weight gain, enlarged prostate, erectile dysfunction, and risk of stroke. The human endocrine system manufactures hormones. Why not feed your system plant nutrition to make the hormones that are right for you? For centuries, these herbs have been used to balance the male hormone system. Men, you've waited long enough for the male hormone formula. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663 for the male hormone formula. 866-229-3663 or online at thepowerherbs.com. 866-229-3663 where your healthcare options just became endless. Oh 
He's so great. Ugh, I could listen to him all day, right? Yeah, well, I mean, God, you know, is our support and provider of everything, so we have a lot to be thankful for right there. All right, we're going to talk about sugar, how to protect ourselves from the white stuff. One of the real signs of a sugar addiction is um, that your demand starts to increase. So you, you've got to have it, in other words, and um, then you got to have more of it. So just like a junkie with street jugs, really, so in uh, the last 20 years, Americans have increased their consumption of the sugar from about 26 pounds to 135 pounds per year. So about 110 years ago, the average person consumed only 5 pounds of sugar per year. Well, what are some of the side effects? Well, the sugar drug has a lot of side effects. 100 years ago, cancer and heart disease were practically unknown. Uh, so using sugar is equal to pretty much a 300-pound gorilla, you know, putting a burden on your metabolic system. So when you eat sugar, it affects how foods are digested and processed by your body. So foods with high sugar content or a high glycemic index will spike the blood glucose levels, and then the pancreas has to scramble to lower those blood sugars with insulin, and which, you know, can also trigger a shortage of fat. So high sugar foods promote rapid weight gain and it elevate your triglycerides, which you know contribute to your cardiovascular disease risk. So when you're consuming sugar, your body is dealing with damage control. And the drawback is that this inhibits the release of hormones and it will depress the natural immune system function. So uh, you, you put your pancreas, your liver, your cardiovascular system pretty much on a roller coaster ride with a lot of rapid fluctuations with the blood sugar levels, and this puts enormous stress on your body. So foods with low glycemic index allow the body to slowly digest and absorb food, offering a healthier infusion of the natural sugars and nutrients that are in the body. So the next time someone you know brings you jelly donuts to a breakfast meeting and says, what harm could come from eating one donut? Well, now you know the havoc you will reap metabolically on your system. All right, let's look at some of the research. A study done at Princeton University compared sweeteners and found that high fructose corn syrup promotes more of a significant weight gain and accumulation of abnormal body fat, especially around the abdomen. So apparently it causes more of a rise in the blood flat fats, the triglycerides, and this is blamed for you know, the obesity trend that we see. So the research team that conducted 
this uh, test with lab animals. Um, their study was published in um, the Journal of Pharmacology, Biochemistry, and Behavior. So according to that and some of the research out of Duke University Medical Center, the high fructose corn syrup causes us to have a fatty liver with scarring and fibrosis of the liver. Their research was published in the Journal of Hepatology in 2008. So repeated studies by Duke in 2010 found similar results. So there's also some disputed data that when corn syrup was first introduced to the American market, that it did not secure an FDA approval based on tests that indicated it was detrimental to human pancreas and liver. That was overturned. You know why? Somebody paid somebody. Uh, sugar cartel, very influential. All right, so what does the sugar rob us of? Well, when you eat sugar, it competes with some vital nutrients in your system. For example, your immune system needs vitamin C in order to manufacture white blood cells to fight infections, viruses, even cancer. Sugar has a similar chemical marker, and it tries to enter your cells before the vitamin C does. And when you eat sugar, you can lower your vitamin C levels by about 75%, and in effect, it lowers your immune system by that much as well. So sugar offers the body no vitamins, no minerals, and therefore it drains existing nutrient stores. So sugar also is going to break into your metabolic banks of fatty acids, amino acids, healthy cholesterol, and it's going to take them too. It's going to rob you of that. So when these nutritional banks are cleaned out, the body struggles to metabolize fat and cholesterol, creating higher serum triglycerides, higher cholesterol, and higher fatty acids. So this stimulates a storage of all these high concentrations of fat around your organs, putting pressure on them and creating fatty folds of tissue. And many physicians and organizations such as the American Diabetic Association and the American Diabetic um, yeah, the American Diabetic Association, and uh, well, they report that the sugar is one of the major con- contributors to degenerative diseases. So sugar holds, you know, uh, uh, I guess the trophy, if you will, at keeping your life hostage by controlling your hormones, appetite, mood, muscle growth, fertility, mental health, and eventually economic resources. So um, you'll be busy, you know, seeing that doctor popping those pills, having those tests, it's going to take all your money. All you had to do is cut out the sugar. So science tells us that no matter what disease you are concerned with, cancer, osteoporosis, heart disease, or even the common cold, are all going to be influenced by your cells and on a molecule level, your insulin and sugar. So insulin affects the metabolic system, and at this level, it's even going to control Uh, a lot of your um, heart rhythms, um, your metabolism, your energy level, of course, you know how those sugar spikes go. Um, And eventually what happens if you don't get off the sugar long-term use, it leads to a lot of these degenerative types of diseases. So if you want to remain as young as possible for as long as possible, watch the sugar or things that are converted to sugar, like lots of carbs, alcohol, that kind of thing. Uh, there are several things that you can do. If, you have a, if you're a sugar holic, you got a sweet tooth, try some Celtic sea salt. It's a sun-dried salt. 
it's not been processed. It has 84 microminerals in it, and it seems to squelch the sweet tooth a little bit. And, of course, that salt is, does not promote hypertension because it has the cardiovascular minerals for support of the cardio system. Um, so you can try that. Uh, if you still need trouble, you still have trouble regulating uh, blood sugars, you might try the white juniper berries, um, fenugreek herb. All these are available on the PowerHerbs.com website. Uh, they do have a de- diabetic tab. You can click that, and they do have a tab for the salt, so you can look into that. So you have some natural options there as well as, you know, just your, your, your strong willpower, which I know you have, to change that lifestyle into something healthier like the Mediterranean diet, a lot of omega-3 fatty acids there. So going to help you out. People in the Mediterranean don't have diabetes. They don't have heart disease. They don't have cancer. Why? Because of their lifestyle. They eat healthy. They, they eat whole foods. They eat, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables grains, nuts, seeds, um, lean meats, uh, fruits and vegetables, they just pile those on. And you'd be amazed if you ate an apple a day, preferably organic, not conventional, but, you know, if you ate one a day, you'd lose 10 pounds in a year. Yeah, extra fiber, good stuff. All right, we're going to talk about some of these viruses, which, you know, kind of, they're small, but they're, they got a big impact, so I call them tiny giants. And um, there's a family of viruses that have large DNA structures which are very diverse in their geome-influenced um, structure. These viruses have vast areas of non-coding sequences and have over 1,000 unique genes with fewer than 14 common um, homologous genes among them. So science doesn't really know how these viruses replicate. So um, they're checking out their sequencing, and thus far, a lot of them exceed the core genes. So these viruses may be tiny, but they are pretty much giants in the destruction that they can inflict on us. So scientists are really busy looking at the next generation of these sequencing, um, these viruses using sequencing technology. Uh, to recreate a gene and sequence the virus. So, um, you know, they go in reverse and they rebuild it and they learn, I guess, about it. They say it is to really understand how the virus is um, constructed, how it works, how science could learn how to disrupt them. And in order to discover the intricate web of these viruses, there needs to be an abundance of viral RNA to sequence them from. So to resolve this problem, what scientists do is they took some RNA from a, a Lysa virus and they used what is called a de novo algorithm for genome sequencing. And it turns out that the manufacturers of viruses need only a minimum template or a conservative amount of the RNA to create and analyze these samples. So the scientists have successfully created a full genome sequencing the Lysera virus, which can be universally applied to other sequences on RNA viruses from nearly any source. But virologists have voiced a little bit of a concern here over this uh, sequencing of the Lysera virus. Um, It's a virus from Australia and um, can be deadly, more deadly than Ebola. That's how 
you know, concerned they are. So there, th- these new genetic tools are being used, they say, to help, you know, fight, or is it used to create disease? That's the question mark, you know? Why, why would, anyway, okay, there's a lot of questions. Um, well, let's look at the Lacera virus. The virologists found that this virus is another virus originating from bats. So bats can harbor over 80 viruses, and many are now transmissible to humans. So what makes the Lacera virus so concerning to virologists is that it's similar to rabies. Lacera virus was discovered in 1996, originating from Australian fruit bats, and there seems to be 12 varieties of the Lacera virus. So the virus can be transmitted by bat bites or scratches. It can also be transmitted by fluids from the saliva, the blood or urine from infected animals to humans. So if the virus is transmitted to, let's say, a surface, it can survive for a short time, a few hours. So if it is um, in a dry environment with sunlight, it can survive a few hours. So the onset of this uh, typical viral strain, the symptoms vary from person to person, but in general will manifest within a few weeks, but there really have been cases where it will kind of lay dormant for years. Try to get a handle on that. So rabies is similar, um, uh, but normally the incubation period um, for rabies is one to two weeks and it causes cardiac and respiratory failure. So similar, but not identical. All right, let's look at some of the symptoms, because in a human, if they're exposed to this Lacera virus, uh, they will experience the following symptoms, headache, fever, numbness, muscle weakness, paralysis, delirium, convulsions, collapse, and coma. There's a high mortality rate with this virus, which is usually due to paralysis of the respiratory system. Now, currently, the medical uh, area treats this virus with the rabies vaccine and they use a series of three injections to either the shoulder or thigh muscle each injected uh, given in a seven-day interval and according to doctors a victim with a weak immune system who contracts Lacera virus and gets treated with the rabies vaccine will require five doses um, instead so uh, you want to be aware that untrained medical staff can improperly administer these rabies injections, especially if you have foreign medical staff working in hospitals or doctor's offices. So if you decide to get a rabies vaccination, it's really prudent for you to check out with your local poison control physicians for proper um, treatment, how it's to be administered. Now, the common mistakes made in administering a rabies vaccine is that the antibodies and the vaccine injections are given together at the same proximity and they should and they what they wind up doing is cancel each other out so they're not supposed to do that so um or they inject them in the wrong area of the body such as the gluteal um so they're not supposed to give it there either so the rabies vaccine offers no protection once symptoms manifest okay so according to doctors anyone that works around animals that could be exposed to rabies may need booster shots. Hmm? And if you, if you, have you ever seen a vet that has a little tick in their eye? You know, has some facial ticks? That means rabies. <laughs> they have some rabies. Um, well, let's look at um, the risk category. So people who work in areas that have bats 
if you live near bat caves, uh, people who do research on bat viruses and who handle bats, people who work around power lines, you know, bats like to hover around there. I think it's something about the energy and the hum of some of these uh, these power lines. They just sort of hover around power lines. So if you work on power lines, beware of bats. Um, those guys routinely see bats, and they can they can bite them. Veterinarians and their staff, of course, we mentioned their risk, and of course, park rangers or wildlife officers. So depending on the severity of the bite, if there's nerve damage, if that's involved, the size and virility of the virus can be a risk, and getting the disease is a 1 to an 80% chance. Look at that gap, 1 to 80%. So countries where people and visitors are at higher risk of coming in contact with infected animals are those in Australia, Asia, Africa, North and South America, and some parts of Europe like the Ukraine, Russia, Finland, and Scotland. So there are like 50,000 reported deaths annually from Lysera virus from the highest mortality is going to be in children under the age of 15. So global treatment costs reach about a billion dollars a year, and most physicians will misdiagnose patients with rabies virus. So it's usually during the autopsy when skin and nerve, spinal fluid and tissue or blood are analyzed and they realize the victim had Lysera virus. So I have, to, I have to wonder if there are any rare respiratory viruses called, uh, let's say, the enterovirus D68. You have to wonder about this. That seems to be affecting children in the Midwest in those states, and it has um, genome sequencing similarities to the Lysera virus. It's weird. So um, did it take scientists 67 failures before they created new viruses? On the 68th attempt, they figured it out. So there are a lot of viruses out there being discovered and created uh, within too short a time span um, to naturally evolve, okay, and to uh, for medicine to catch up and have treatments for them. Um, so I don't think that's a co coincidence that we have a lot of viral warfare now that's emerging, um, and especially all these advancements in technology. Scientists, I think, are making new versions of these viruses uh, from their templates for whatever reasons, and there's really no way that you can contain um, these viruses 100%. So, uh, killing the enemy with bioweapons, big deal for our militaries. Um, that could be very productive and lucrative for some of these virologists, these physicists that are creating a lot of these weapons. Um, you got to ask yourself, does germ warfare offer an option to, you know, maybe population reduction, especially um, if it can be genetically structured to infect just a specific target, you know, like a specific, you know, ethnic group, for instance, or a person with, you know, a genetic line. So chemical warfare is very sophisticated now. Um, Agent Orange, well, that was a bit messy. However, flu shots, much easier to administer, um, and you give them permission to do that. So you got to be careful what you eat, drink, medicate with. After all, science considers a virus to be a non-living organism. But what harm could come from something that's already dead, right? Well, a lot. 
And that is why they tinker with them and can, you know, smuggle them into geomes here and geomes there and create a silent killer here and cancer there, a neurological disease over there, and much worse. It really is despicable how sophisticated science and medicine has become to create new diseases, you know, that are, well, there's no cure for, no antidote for. So it, 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 it's, I compare it to Judas betraying Jesus with a kiss, okay? Um, I, I look at a vaccine as a bioweapon, to be honest. So the same companies that make your seasonal flu shots make bio-warfare agents for governments. The U.S. government has spent $44 billion on biological agents since 2001. University laboratories, pharmaceutical companies, and military-based laboratories are all handling these deadly pathogens. And many of these pathogens are harvested from bats. So does the university your child or grandchild attend have a level 2 or level 4 bioweapon lab on campus? You should ask about that. Billions are poured into these institutions to create weapons from disease while people donate time and money for the walk for the cure okay so your money goes to create these diseases but what about a cure for disease hello governments use fear to usher in agendas really do sickening isn't it and I think there's more on the way I think we're going to see an avalanche of newly discovered diseases and uh, it's going to be like anything your physician or your ER staff have ever encountered they're going to be overwhelmed so um, if hospitals and staff are ill-equipped for Ebola, rel- relatively known pathogen, just think about the chaos from a newly created thing, a new bat virus. So um, uh, I-, I think you should have tools on hand to deal with this, to protect your immune system. Uh, viruses need a host to survive, and they need a weak immune system in order to ravage your body. So weak immune systems are the Achilles heel, and that would, you know, that would be your blood system. Your blood system's your immune system highway. So you got to keep healthy blood. Healthy blood starts in the bone marrow, where the tissues are comprised to make blood, um, leukocytes, antibodies, macrophages. So bones regenerate. Bones regenerate, and there's a way to help your bones manufacture. You got to have those minerals: the boron, magnesium the calcium, the phosphorus, the silica, these are all needed for a healthy immune system because it starts in the bones. So herbs like horsetail, oatstraw, comfrey, uh, lobelia, all going to help uh, strong bones, muscles, and connective tissue. And it helps transport nutrition, oxygen, and iron. Uh, and so you're, you know more iron helps your blood hold on to more oxygen. So you can accomplish a lot with organic green leafy vegetables in your diet. But in you, if you can't eat right all the time, then you switch on over to the potent herbs that will, you know, fill the gap. So if you're looking for uh, a plant-based, organic, whole food, calcium liquid that's properly balanced so the body can uptake the calcium, then look for the calcium formula at Apothecary Herbs. The liver has to be healthy to neutralize toxins and, and pathogens, so make sure you're using your milk thistle to help with the, with the um, uh, silymarin. Uh, antioxidant to help the liver regenerate and heal. So if you got a fatty liver, you definitely want to check that out. Um, 
blood cleanses are available too, so your blood is clean and carries in nutrition, takes away toxins. So if your if your blood's laden down with impurities, thick with uh, with uh, cholesterol or sugars, it's not going to work. So you got to clean that blood up. So organ cleansing, clean from the bowel all the way to the blood system, boost the immune system, and you're covering a huge area of protection with just those two things. I um, mean, your body will just thank you over and over again. So thepowerherbs.com, if you want to check out their organ cleanse kits, they have immune-boosting products. They have nip it in the bud, broad-spectrum ones, sinus formulas. It's, it's a long list. Get a free catalog. You'll find out. And don't forget, you can save 15% through tomorrow. That ends at midnight tomorrow on the 18th. So um, get your orders in so you can get it before the Christmas holiday, okay, because they're going to be closed over Christmas, and then you can't get anything. Thepowerherbs.com, give a call, 866-229-3663, 866-229-3663, thepowerherbs.com. That's where your health care options just became endless. Check that out. Oh, I see by the clock we have to go. Oh, I was just getting warmed up. The information presented is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure disease, so seek medical advice from a licensed medical physician if you dare before using any product or therapy. I'm Aerobalist Wendy Wilson. Until next time, be well. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. 
sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Welcome to the Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour. We are broadcasting live from the Flint Hills of Kansas, and we're on the American Voice Radio Network. Today's date is December 17, in turmoil, most just don't realize it, but we are in the time of the end. And that's the time before Messiah's glorious return. So it's time to get out of sin, the world, and look to the holy city. Look to the one who suffered and died for you. Hear the sound of that shofar? Heed the warning. Get right now before it's too late. Please make this choice tonight. If you need help after this program, call me. I'll pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, or message. The phone number, of course, is 620-878-4682. 
in an emergency. My cell phone number is 316-619-4886 because we try to be here for you and others. Some people, look, if you want to, you can send me an email. And if you include your address on it, I'll take that printed out email to the Mission Church. We'll anoint it with oil and pray over it, and I'll even send it back to you. So pray about that, or you can send one to the United States Postal Service. I always like the Postal Service. You can do it that way also. Many ways that we try to help you at no cost to you, just because we're called to, that's what we do. Anyway, you can always find updates with the breaking news, our ministry, radio program archives, and our mailing address at our blog which is simply ProfCR.com. Now, ProfCR.com, you can find out about our, our uh, mission church, and you can find radio archives. You can find uh, the link to our YouTube channel, and all these different things find out at ProfCR.com. That is our main site, So for right now anyway, and you need to send uh, that link out to other people, you know. When you talk about us, we also you can find us at messiahsbranch.com, which will lead you back to that one. Messiahsbranch.com is just the radio programs. But anyway, um, pray about it. Um, check it out. Share these programs with other people. Remember, our websites or blog sites are smartphone friendly, and you can even find Google Play apps and uh, on, <clears throat> which are for Android and iPhone apps if you go to uh, their end-time radio archives. Let's move right along. We've got a really important program tonight. Now, prayer will bring on tonight's guest. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name, I pray. Father, I really pray that tonight goes according to your will and not my will, nor their guest will, Father, but your will. So the people heed get the warning and, and get saved while there's still time, Father. So I just ask that you'd bless this program tonight and give everyone out there ears in which to hear the truth. So please, Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name, bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Well, tonight's guest has been on with us many times before, going back um, a few years. Joel Richardson, our guest tonight, is a husband and a father committed to the pro-life and adoption movements. He is an artist, a human rights activist, New York Times best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, recognized expert on Bible prophecy in the Middle East. Excuse me. Joel's heart is thoroughly missional, which means he has a deep love for the Muslim people. And to try to, not only does he, he talk about them, but he tries to evangelize the people of the Middle East. He has authored When a Jew Rules the World. That is an eye-opening. All of his books are eye-opening. That's the latest. You should really get a copy. But he, when a Jew, his books are When a Jew Rules the World, The Middle East Beast, Scriptural Case for Islamic Antichrist, and then The Islamic Antichrist, The Shocking Truth About the Real Nature of the Beast. And the first book that he wrote, he co-authored with Wallace Shubat, a book called God's War on Terror, Islam Bible and, and or Islam Prophecy in the Bible. Another good book. I like his more recent things, though, as well as the must-see documentary he has out called End Time Eyewitness. Along with this, folks, he's made many, many other DVDs on the end times. And, and let's not forget to, uh, that, you know, he also has this new program called The Underground, and I, I'm not quite sure if it's weekly or what, but it, you can find it at his website. And he also uh, has a new film out called Sheep Among the Wolves. So let's welcome Joel and talk to him. Are you there with me, Joel? I'm here, man. It's good to be on with you again. 
Yeah, amen. Did you almost get a frog in your throat? <laughs> I've been eating uh, Christmas snacks all night, and my yeah. <laughs> One of those things of the season. <laughs> I have that problem more on Thanksgiving, you know. Anyway, uh, so I, you just got back from the Middle East, did you, or no? Oh, uh, we were there oh, a few months ago. We were yeah in uh, Turkey, um, but uh, that was the end of the summer, so it's yeah it's oh, been a few okay. months. Well, let's really get to this. You know, when I first off, I, let's make sure that we include and uh, talk about the sh- uh, tell the folks about the sheep among the wolves. But uh, when I emailed you, uh, you said that uh, you had a subject to talk about, and I'd really like to talk about that. Um, being on the brink sure. of World War Three, um, well, I'll just let you open with it. Yeah, yeah, you bet. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, you, you know, you've mentioned it. We do. We just released a film uh, called Sheep Among Wolves, which is uh, the first in a series of films that we're doing on the underground, the persecuted church in the Middle East. Um, if you go to FAI Mission, or uh, I'm sorry, FAI Mission dot org. FAI stands for Frontier Alliance International. FAIMission.org, uh, you can either rent or purchase the film. When you do that, you are supporting the persecuted church in the Middle East, and it's a, it's a really good film, so make sure, uh, you know, all your viewers, I want to make sure that you have a chance to, uh, to watch that. And, yeah, when Pastor Dan, you uh, emailed me and said, you know, what do you want, what would you like to talk about tonight? I said, really, the thing that's on my heart is the fact that, um, I, you know, we, we very well could be really right on the cusp of, of World War III, and I know that sounds sensational, but, you know, I think a lot of people, they're looking at what is unfolding uh, right now in the Middle East with Russia and, um, and you know, obviously Iran and Syria and Turkey, and they're trying to put the pieces together, but they don't quite know how. And uh, I was hoping that we could, uh, yeah, sort of get into that um, tonight. I would you know, really, really like to do that. You bet. You know, the, the, the thing that we need to start with is this, this issue just a few weeks ago where Turkey shot down uh, a Russian jet that barely, barely skirted into Turkish territory. And, you know, a lot of people are aware of that in the news, but, they, again, they don't quite know what it means in order to really understand how dangerous uh, of, a, of a moment we are in right now, we have to understand the players in this, uh, this conflict in the Middle East. So, you know, just real simply, you've got Iran on one side. Again, Iran, they're Shia. They make up that minority sect of Muslims. They're Shia. And Iran, for years, has been using... Syria, Bashar Assad, the president of Syria, as one of its partners, one of its proxies, one of its puppets, you could say. And Iran has also been using Hezbollah in Lebanon. So, you know, these are the two nations that um, Iran really has a tremendous amount of influence and power as they're trying to spread their influence, the Iranian revolution, over the Middle East. Well, of course, thanks to the United States, uh, we really did hand over the Iraqi government uh, to Iran as well, because the Iraqi government in, in the south there, in Baghdad, they are a majority uh, Shia. 
So, of course, they're going to be in alignment with Iran because they're also Shia. So now you have really Iran, Iraq, Syria, and Lebanon, all largely under the control of Iran. And then on the other side, you have Turkey, and Turkey wants to extend its neo-Ottoman control over the Middle East. And then, of course, ISIS, which is Sunni, because the Turks are also Sunni, uh, breaks across the region, and, you know, the whole world's watching this. Well, now Turkey is really using uh, ISIS to do its dirty deeds against Assad, against Iran, um, but also against the Kurds. And this is, the Kurds are sort of the wild card in this. They, on one hand, they're mostly Sunni, so you think, well, they'll go with Turkey. The problem is the Turks have treated the Kurds terribly, and really the the Turks, are not fighting against ISIS, they're supporting ISIS, and the Kurds are fighting against ISIS. So really, the Kurds are largely going, they're, they're, they're really caught in the middle, but they're probably going to go with Iran. Okay, so now, okay. And the United States and Israel, we're basically looking at this, and what we've decided, based on you know the entire approach that we've taken, as we've said that Iran is a much greater existential threat, they're a threat to our very existence, far more so than ISIS. And so we've made Assad and Iran the big enemy, not to mention the fact, Pastor Dan, that the United States really in so many ways is responsible for ISIS. I mean, the bottom line is when, oh, yeah. uh, when, when Obama came into, the, into uh, you know, the administration came into power, it was this very clear shift in American foreign policy. And I don't know how much you and I have talked about this, but again, you know, I've got friends in the Department Depart- Department of Homeland Security, uh, and this is not conspiracy theory stuff, but, I mean, um, there, were, there were Muslim Brotherhood operatives whose records showed that they had openly called for jihad against the American government, whose files were sanitized. I mean, they were on terrorist watch lists. Their files were sanitized, and they were moved into positions of authority in the Department Department of Homeland Security. So the, the shift in the Obama foreign policy was basically no longer are we going to deal with these third-rate Middle Eastern dictators. We're going to remove them. And, of course, this you know really began under Bush because we removed Saddam Hussein, but it was under Obama that the Arab Spring burst forth across the Middle East, and the first dictator to fall, of course, was Hosni Mubarak in Egypt. Well, you know, when I was just there uh, two years ago, I talked to a, a guy who's friends with a very highly placed judge in Egypt. And again, this is secondhand, so I'm, I'm passing it on as secondhand, but according mm-hmm. to this pastor... Uh, who's friends with this judge, the, when the election took place, the Muslim Brotherhood did not win the elections. There was actually a different party that won, but a call came in from Washington, and within about 30 minutes, uh, Mohamed Morsi was declared the president, was declared the winner. And, that you know, within Egypt, the people are absolutely convinced that the Muslim Brotherhood never won the elections, that that really was by the hand of the United States, and right. this falls right in alignment with the Obama foreign policy, which is that we're going to get behind these Islam, these moderate Islamist groups, and that we look to Turkey as our model. We said, well, they're, they're moderate, they're Islamist, that's what we want to replicate, that's better than these dictators, so we 
saw the overthrow of, um, of Mubarak, and of course within one year the people rose up, Christians and moderate Muslims alike, and they threw off Morsi because they didn't want to live under an Islamist dictatorship, and now they have Sisi, who's really just Mubarak uh, part two, and of course it's taken a long time. I mean, the U.S. really still hasn't warmed up to him at all. Um, right. But then, all of right. course, we went in and we took we took out Gaddafi. Did you got to go to commercial? No, I got, no. We were about eight minutes from commercial. Okay, okay, good. Sorry, I know I'm just rambling. But I mean, the no, bottom that, line that's is, we went right. in. I, I'm just being quiet and listening to you, so you can tell your story. It's better if I don't interrupt. <laughs> You bet. So, I mean, we went in, you know, we started bombing and we supported the the revolution in Libya. And, you know, it resulted in, it resulted in Omar Gaddafi literally being raped in the streets with the, with the butt of a rifle. I mean, this was a world leader, for better or for worse, dictator or not. This was the hand of our president, where Omar Gaddafi was murdered in the streets. And then, of course, we had Benghazi. And, you know, it's it's now pretty much well-known. Benghazi was a cover-up because they were using the Libyan, uh, the, the, the consulate there, as a, as a cover for running weapons to the rebels in Syria, because Bashar Assad was next on our list. We were going through removing these dictators and putting in these Islamist governments. Well, the bottom line is, the chaos in Syria right now is a direct result of, of Barack Obama's foreign policy in the region. And, of course, Assad's the only one that held out, and he's held out until now. Well, now Russia has stepped into this conflict. Russia has stepped in and said, we're going to support Assad. Russia is siding with Iran. So basically you have this, this regional conflict now between Iran and Turkey and some of the, you know, the... The Sunni uh, governments are obviously siding against Iran, but a lot of them don't like Turkey either. So when Turkey shoots down the uh, the Russian plane, and we now have really these two, you know, incredibly egotistical leaders, Putin and Erdogan, president of Turkey, uh, neither of them are going to back down. And they're very gradually beating the war drums. Just yesterday, Turkey held up, I think, about... 21 uh, Russian ships as they're coming through the Bosphorus there. You know, Russia really has to pass through Turkey's uh, channel there to, to you know, reach, right. reach the Mediterranean unless they go all way over, you know, by China. They're really landlocked. And so this thing is, is coming to a head. Now, here's the problem. Is Turkey's a problem. Turkey's supporting ISIS, but the bottom line is Turkey is part of NATO. So who do you think the United States is going to support? Who do you think the United States is going to fall in line with uh, as this conflict unfolds? And the bottom line is we're, we're, we're actually, uh, uh, you know, by the NATO treaties, we're obligated, obligated to support and stand with Turkey. And so this, this mess in the Middle East is gradually it's pulling the whole world in. And if this escalates between Russia and Turkey... Uh, this conflict really could very quickly escalate into a full-blown World War III. And I don't think most people are aware of, of the potential, of the powder keg potential right now of what we're seeing unfold. Yeah, absolutely. A um, couple words. Uh, number one, yeah, absolutely, we are required. That's When you say uh, said obligated, yeah, that's what I actually said under my breath, is we're obligated. They're part of NATO. If they get attacked, we're obligated 
to um, back them up and come to their aid. That's part of being NATO. Um, but, you know, I don't know so much about whether Obama actually would, you know, because I just seem as a pretty much gutless guy, and I hate to be like that about the president, even though, you know, whatever, but um, I don't know what he would do. In fact, there was, they withdrew some warplane, uh, some of our, I think, F-16s it was or something, out of there today. And uh, they were talking about it in the news because they said that uh, Obama didn't want to get caught between Russia and uh, Turkey. So I don't know if he's going to desert or string or not. But, yeah, it's sucking the whole world in. And in Israel, um, if we look at it towards the end times, you know, I don't know. I remember I sent you that email from Breaking News Israel. Um, I watched that quite a bit. And you're, the rabbis over there are, are trying, and I don't know, of course they missed Yeshua the first time, okay? But, you know, they're pretty well convinced that this, once Russia moved down there, that the Gog-Magog war was due to happen any time, and that Messiah was coming back, and that right now they're handwriting a Torah scroll to give to Messiah that they believe is already there. My only thought on that is, is will they give it to the right Messiah, so to speak? But my point is, is that everything over there seems to be ready for war. Back to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, again, I don't remember how much we've talked about it, but I think the uh, for those within most prophecy circles, when they see Russia in the Middle East, there's a reflexive thing that says, Gog may Gog. Right. Now, Ultimately, it's leading to Gog Magog, but again, and I've said this a million times, Russia is not Gog. You know, you've got some guys out there that have all but basically said that Putin is Gog. I mean, some of them have come right out and said it, but even some of the big, big names have really pretty much inferred it, that Putin is Gog. Now, you know, again, if, if, uh, if Russia is Magog and Roche, then the bottom line is, if we stick with the same method of interpreting all the other names, we end up including the entire world, the whole Western world, South America, <laughs> Australia, New Zealand, you know, and all these Japhetic yeah. names of Gomer, Meshach, Tubal, and all this. And so, as I've always said, that Magog is actually Turkey. However, whereas I don't think we are seeing the beginnings of Ezekiel 38, 39, I really do, very strongly, I I think we've talked about this, I do believe that we may see the unfolding of Daniel 8, which is the ram and the goat. You know, and again, the ram is is Iran, and it actually says Persia and Media, Media and Persia, which of course would be Iran and the Kurds. And it says that the ram butts out and basically conquers that whole Middle East, which again is Syria and Iraq, and then comes the goat with the prominent horn from the west, which would probably be Turkey, uh, which then conquers and defeats the goat. Now, the problem is, is what we've already touched on, is that we are, uh, again, through treaty, we're contractually obligated to support the goat. Right. And, uh, you know, again, maybe, maybe Obama's, uh, you know, too much of a dove, but the bottom line is that's the, that's the impression that he wants to give. But if you think about it, we were we were bombing Libya with Obama as president. He was bombing Libya. He they behind the scenes, Obama has been fomenting much of this chaos in the Middle East, and so he might want to present himself as this as this uh, 
the ying to uh, George Bush's yang, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the dovish ying to George Bush's hawkish yang, but the bottom line is, you know, whether he wants to or not, we again, we as a nation right. uh, have committed to that through a treaty, and, you know, the various generals and so forth, would probably, if, if it became a full-blown war, I don't, I don't think that Obama could necessarily say no. Um, even, yeah. you know, when, when the plane was shot down, we were defending Turkey. And yet, by all statistical analysis, there was no way that plane violated Turkish airspace for more than a few seconds. And yeah, yet we were ab- supporting Turkey. Absolutely. Um, we're getting ready to go to a break in a minute. Um, tell them where uh, Joel's Trumpet's at. And what is Yeah, Joel's so Trumpet? my uh, ministry website is joelstrumpet.com. And, uh, yeah, and as you mentioned, Underground, it's actually a weekly show. I've been doing it for about three months now, so I've got a half-hour show once a week. Yeah, folks, you should go over there and tune into it, and you can find links to all of his books and all those things over at his website. And I'm telling you, and I do, Joel is one of the few people that I really do agree with. I agree with his analysis of who Gog Magog is, um, but we we don't know how we'll ever end up there completely. So, you know, we see through a glass darkly. Anyway, check his site out, get his materials, and we'll be back in three minutes to hear more from him. Dan will be right back. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. (laughs) 
homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Call Dan Catlin, and you're listening to Messiah's Branch Prophecy Hour on the American Voice Radio Network. Well, folks, please remember to pray about a donation for our work with the homeless and poor from our mission church in Wichita, Kansas. Well, of course the homeless are poor, but we're also talking about the poor people from across the city and in the neighborhood that we're in. You know, we are in a, a not a very good neighborhood, as we should be, because, excuse me, um, because we're where the centers are at and the poor people just like Yeshua was. That's where he was at. So, you know, we are in those that poor neighborhood. And so people from the, around the neighborhood and around the city that heard about us know that we don't really have any set guidelines. They come over and ask for things that they need. I mean, you know, come on. You, with this economy, if you can call it that, people are working part-time jobs and trying to raise families and so on and so forth. They just don't have a, a, they may have a roof, but they don't have enough money for food and clothing and all those things. Things that we offer. We offer Bibles. We offer food, clothing, first aid, miracle prayers. The list goes on and on. In fact, I can't tell you what all we do. Um, it's just depending upon the person that walks in and asks whether we have something for them or whether we have to pray something in for them or help them find it someplace else. So we do those kind of things. And then, of course, we help predominantly help the, the homeless, you know, and we do more than just feed them. You know, I counsel with them, you know, and their friends and, and, you know, we help them to find jobs and different things. You know, we do so much. I know it, 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 you just have to come in and see. That's the thing. Come in and see. Anyway, if you're in Wichita, drop in and see us. You know, we will be open December 25th. Well, yeah, Messiah's Branch just got through doing Hanukkah. We're open December 25th. Nobody's open on uh, on December 25th. Everybody, those agencies out there claim to be Christian, and but yet they don't open on December 25th, Christmas Day to help the people. They leave them out in the cold, literally. Because you know what about Christmas Day? That is the one day of the year that even Walmart's closed on Christmas. 
Yeah, even Walmart. So those are places that they hang out. Walmart, the stores and things like that, they're all closed. Everybody's off for Christmas. And so they don't have a place. So we open up so they've got a place to be. So pray about supporting what we do. Anyway, also December is uh, the slowest month of the year for us to receive donations. So pray about it. Remember, we don't sell anything. And we're just dependent on your donations to keep us going. And we have been doing this for, this is our 16th year. We'll start our 17th year in June. Anyway, but you see, we are responsible and the last hope for so many. We are responsible to care one for another, another, as we are our brother's keepers. You know, folks, all donations, no matter what size helps. And the father donors, all donations that come from where? Your heart. You can donate online or by mailing a check or money order, and you can find all this information at prophecyhour.com or simply call me at 620-878-4682. And if you're in Wichita, drop by and see what we do. Please, this is your city. Drop by and see what we do. If you got a bag of clothes, that's cool. you got some extra bread, that's cool. Eggs, that's cool. Drop by and see what we do. Pray about it. Anyway, we're now back with Joel Richardson. Are you still with me, Joel? Still here, Pastor Dan. Hello? Yes, still here. Uh, oh, okay. Well, you, you start your voice started off slow and then got louder. Anyway, but now, <clears throat> anyway, we just got through, uh, we're in the middle. I don't know if you were done talking about um, uh, World War Three or not, being on the brink, that is. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just increasingly convinced I'm not saying this is necessarily going to explode overnight, you know, that just at any minute we're going to be in World War III, but I am increasingly convinced that this is where uh, this is going, that this, this uh, you know, gradually increasing conflict in the Middle East between Iran and Turkey and, and uh, right. now Russia, I'm increasingly convinced that that's where it's going and that little by little we are all going to get pulled into this thing. Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, we have talked a bit about Daniel 8. And, well, and, you know, let, me, let, let me throw one little small thing in there, and then, then I do want to hear about Daniel 8, the people would. Um, you know, when I saw not Obama get in office, but when the Arab Spring started, um, Father put it on my heart to start. That's when I started blowing the shofar at the beginning of this program. And what I watched and saw in my heart and my mind is through this Arab Spring, we started seeing a realignment of nations and things that would, I believe, would have twist us around until we got the final alignment for that Ezekiel 38 war. And I, this is just more of that, but much more intense, because if World War III stand, it comes out, people don't realize that how many people will be left standing but the people who will be left standing will be the ones for Ezekiel 38. Now, am I right or wrong in that? Well, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to say. I, Outside of the biblical world, it's hard to say what's going to happen to the United States, what's going to happen to, you know, Russia or China. It's difficult, but um, it, there's no question that the Lord is placing the emphasis once again on the Middle East. You know, the, the epicenter the focus of the culmination of the ages around Israel. 
Uh, it's all going back to the Middle East. You know, for years now, the United States has been the world's most powerful nation. And, you know, right now, the United States and China, the economic superpowers. But I think before this thing's all said and done, it's going to revert back to the Middle East. And, um, you know, there's some major world events that need to happen between now and then to make that take place. Um, but, and, and, you know, a lot of people, you know, the, the people are looking at different prophecies and trying, again, to, to put the puzzle together. Um, but again, I'm increasingly convinced that Daniel 8, Daniel really chapter 8 and 11, these are two of the most detailed, specific roadmaps, if you will, for the last days. And I think these, the, the book of Daniel in general is going to be the manual for the last days church. And I think that's why the, the book concludes with this call for the wise ones that will use understanding, the masculine they're called, who will impart understanding and lead many to righteousness in the last days. And then, of course, as, as many of them will fall by the sword and plunder and captivity in order to refine, purge, and so forth. But um, I, I really think that the Church needs to sort of be gathering together around Daniel 8. You know, historically, most commentators have looked at this chapter, they've said, really, part of it is about Alexander the Grey and the Medo-Persian Empire and then Antiochus Epiphanes, but he's kind of a shadow of the Antichrist. And so they, they sort of begin with history, and then they say, but, and it sort of points to the Antichrist. But, you know, the more that I've read this, you know, as is typical, you have the vision, and then you have the angelic interpretation and the explanation of the vision, uh, when you get to verse 16, and this is when Gabriel himself comes and he says to Daniel, he's like, Daniel, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain the vision to you. And uh, I think it's in verse 17 where he just very clearly, he says, Daniel, the vision, listen, he says, understand, son of man. You know, he's, he's real adamant about it. He says, the vision concerns the time of the end. And Daniel basically passes out, Gabriel picks him back up and just jumps right back in, and he reiterates, he says, Daniel, listen to me, the vision concerns the final period of indignation. And then he even says it a third time, I mean, in two sentences, Gabriel, the messenger angel, says, this vision is about the end times. He doesn't say anything about Alexander the Great, Medo-Persia, and so forth. Now, he, he uses the, the, the term Medo-Persia, but again, that's just... I mean, that's the same thing as in Ezekiel. You know, you have Meshach, Magog, Tubal. Those are the ancient tribal names, but no conservative futurist interpreters look at that and go, well, therefore it's history because it uses the ancient names. We know it's an end-time prophecy. We say the Lord simply had Ezekiel use the names that would have been understood to Ezekiel and his immediate audience. We correlate them to end-time nations and regions. The same thing here in Daniel 8. It uses Medo-Persia. I believe it's pointing to Iran and the Kurds. And then Yavan, which is translated as Greece, again refers to possibly parts of Europe, but it also included much of modern-day Turkey, you know, the whole west coast of Turkey. And, um, and it just so happens that that's all falling into alignment right now. That, that ancient conflict is being revived. And you, you look at this part of the world, you know, you had... The conflict between Medo-Persia and and Greece, Alexander's mm -hmm. Greece. But then later you had the Parthian Empire. That was again the Persian area, banging heads with the Roman Empire. And then a little further on, it was the Byzantines 
banging heads with the Sassanids. And then you had the Ottomans banging heads with the Safavids. Again, a, a Persian, you know, throughout history, these two parts of the world have, have constantly been banging heads. You know, to say that it's not going to happen again at the end would actually be, you know, out of step with history. And it really is the ancient biblical conflict between the prince of Persia and the prince of what we usually call Greece, but again in Hebrew it's Yavon. It's the prince of Greece and the prince of Yavon that will clash, and then it's after that clash that the Antichrist emerges, because he's the little horn. He's the little horn of Daniel 8. Right. He's the little horn of Daniel 7, you know. They're not, two li- they're not two different little horns. They're the same little horn. And it's after these couple of wars that the Antichrist emerges. And if that is the, the accurate interpretation of Daniel 8, that it is an end-time prophecy, we can basically just watch the steps unfold to see the rise of the Antichrist. Absolutely. And I, I really think that we're, we're moving in that direction. Absolutely. Um, how do you uh, explain for the people, of course I know this, and by the way, folks, um, maybe Joel will point out which DVD is. You, in one of your DVDs, and probably more than one, but one of the DVDs, you did this, uh, basically what you just talked about, and mapped it and had it on a map on the wall and was pointing to it, and I really thought that that was great. Um, that's, that's a series, I think, and I'll, I'll let you point to that. But what I wanted to say is that, um, you know, with a lot of Western people, you know, that just doesn't fit because, you know, they're waiting for this suit and tie guy that's the Antichrist. And, and uh, you know, we're all going to get, um, you know, biometric marks and all these other things. And that's the kind of theology that they're, they're sticking, their, you know, with. That's why they don't get it, I think. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've been raised on a lot of these really bad, you know, uh, Christian B apocalyptic movies, and he's always, he's always a suave European in a suit, and he always comes out of, you know, Europe, and he, he brings up some religion. I actually saw some comment online recently where someone said, uh, have you ever noticed that Joel Richardson looks just like the Antichrist on the History <laughs> Channel uh, documentary? And then they said, coincidence? And oh, <laughs> I thought I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to watch this documentary. Yeah, but I didn't have you pegged for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the, yeah. The bottom line is, overwhelmingly, the Bible names names. It points to regions. It names tribes. It names peoples. And every single time that it talks about the nations that will follow the Antichrist against Jerusalem and against Israel who will be judged when Jesus returns every single time the Bible names peoples and regions and nations that are Middle Eastern nations, North African nations, Muslim-majority nations, and it never mentions a European nation, not once. That's not to say Europe's not going to be involved, but I would say if the Bible overwhelmingly emphasizes the Middle East and North Africa, we should probably also emphasize the Middle East and North Africa and pay a little bit more attention to the Bible rather than paying attention to these really bad Christian apocalyptic movies that we've been raised on, and rather than listening just to our teachers. I want people to listen to what the Bible says. I don't want them to, you know, just take my word for it. Well, 
Absolutely. And I think that what we just talked about like that is why um, so many, you know, you don't, I I invite lots of people on and talk to them, you know, and not all all of them, of course, believe like you do. I believe everybody has a little piece of the puzzle, but, you know, I ask them about the Christians in the Middle East and the genocide going on, and most of them just kind of skip over it, you know, it doesn't really seem to fit into their prophetic picture. And, you know, to me, that's incredible because there's a genocide going on over there. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, again, and, and that's what the Scripture said would happen. That's what the Scripture said is coming. And yet we've got everyone saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry. We're going to be raptured before the hard times come. Well, I mean, is that what we were teaching our brothers and sisters in the Middle East? Because the hard times have come, and they most certainly have not been raptured out, unless we just say the rapture's for us in the United States with our, you know, I'm going to sarcastically say our, our white privilege, you know, or our, you know, our American <laughs> privilege. Well, you know, the Lord doesn't adhere to that, does he? You know, he's no respecter of persons, and he, he never said he's going to remove us before the difficulties. You know, in Matthew 24, he said, they're going to deliver you to tribulation. They will kill you. You will be hated by all nations because of my name. I mean, that's pretty clear. You know, in in Daniel 11 and and 12, we just mentioned it, you know, many will fall by sword and flame, captivity, plunder. Some who have insight, they will fall. And he says, look, it's going to, in order to refine and purge and make them pure until the end times. The Lord is far more concerned with conforming us into the image of his Son than he is with uh, helping us to alleviate, I mean, to avoid pain. You know, we do everything we can to avoid discomfort and pain, and that's not his priority. His priority is not our safety. His priority is our Christ-likeness, uh, uh, you know, becoming made in the image of Yeshua so that we can stand before him on that day. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's People miss the point. Um, they claim to be Christian without even seemingly to know the meaning of the word, to be Christ-like, Messiah-like, and that means to have his spirit and his heart allow that to live out of you. That's why I see it so deeply in you, because, you know, here's a guy, folks, here's a guy, he writes a book about the Islamic Antichrist and the Middle East beast, and you think, boy, this guy must really not like the Muslim people, you know, he must just you know, have a whole bunch of hate and everything else for him. Really? Um, Joel goes over there and tries to save them. He goes over there and ministers to them. Tell us a little bit about the work that you do, and then we want to hear what the sheep and the wolf is. we got time for that. Sure. Well, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, Dan, you know, and I've said this before, the Lord didn't save you or me or a single person listening tonight because we're better than the most vile terrorist in the earth. He saved us because of his mercy. He saved us because of his mercy, and we are stewards of the gospel of mercy, and we're ambassadors of the mercy of the Lord. And so, you know, this big warning, what does Jesus say? He says, because of the increase of lawlessness in the last days, most people's love will grow cold. And this is, you know, we're so concerned with understanding the end times and defending ourselves and defending our, our homes, and, you know, I understand all that, but very few people are preparing their hearts. They're guard, very few people are guarding their hearts in the midst of the San Bernardino massacre, the French massacre, the Paris massacre, and, um, oh, you know something, I was just, you said, were you in the Middle East? I was in Israel. I, I, I was there for a couple of weeks. I, 
I totally missed that. But because just as I was flying back was the night that everybody was the massacre was happening in Paris. Mm-hmm. But you know, we see all these things, and I read the comments. You know, after the, the articles online, and I see all these people in the name of Jesus, you know, they're quoting the Bible, they're talking about preserving Christian civilization, and they're saying, kill them all. Kill all the Muslims. And, you know, if I was a Muslim, Pastor Dan, and I formed my opinion of Christians based on what I read online, I would assume the majority of Christians want me dead. Because that's the type of rhetoric, that's the type of language that I see mostly. It's not only, but it's, that's mostly what I see online. And the bottom line is Jesus warned, and he said, the love of most will grow cold. And listen, it's going to get way worse. It is going to get way more bloody. It's going to get much more difficult. And he's going to test everyone's hearts. But he says, the one who endures to the end will be saved. And that's a yeah, terrifying yeah. thing. That is a terrifying statement. We need to guard our hearts against hatred, because Jesus said, he goes, look, you know, you were forgiven, and then, you know, he tells the parable about this one guy that gets forgiven of all his debt, and then someone else owes him money, and he says, you know, would you forgive me? And he says, never. And then he says, you ungrateful servant, and he casts him into into the prison. And, you know, for those of us that have been forgiven much, but we're not willing to forgive, we're in that place of danger. We're in danger of him saying, you ungrateful servant. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the days we live in right now. Evil people. Evil people are going to increase, but we're called to love our enemies. And that's, yeah, amen. I mean, that is, a hard, that is a hard, hard challenge. Well, you know, Joel, I, I, for those that do read the Bible, I don't know that, that how much they actually let it sink in, so to speak. Because, And I think it's crowded out from all this other entertainment and constant junk that they have. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, so many don't read the Bible and proclaim themselves to be holy. But, you know, you need to ingest what Yeshua says and let it play on your heart. You know, I... Um, the saying the hatred of me. I mean, there's so much hate out there. People are haters. You know, Wichita Mission Church. I don't allow people to hate in there, so to speak. Even the enemies come in there. They are they are commanded to behave themselves, love each other, and no, no, you know, it's an oasis. But my point is, I I know from being there in the street and watching the hatred that's out there that so many, uh, you know, all of these things they talk about, you know, the love of many waxing cold, women doing stupid things, men doing stupid things, walking around in gay dress and all the different things. It is all out there. All they have to do is open their eyes. And you can't even go someplace like Walmart without wearing blinders because the girls are wearing things that shouldn't be worn and seen by anybody but their mate. You know what I'm saying? So all of those things are out there, and they're out there right now, right dead in front of us. And so we do need to guard our heart. We need to be to guard our eyes um, from lust and all of these things that are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger right now, just as you said. Back to you. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, the, you know, the bottom line is if, you know, if, if you're a ministry or you're a church and you haven't developed a, you know, a game plan to respond to and, to and to rise to meet the challenge of Islam, because it's forcing itself on all of us, then you know, you, you're like a ministry that's just coming to realize, oh, maybe we need a website. You know, um, you know, you're, you're way behind the curve because the Lord is forcing this issue on all of us. 
And so, you know, this has been our focus. And so, you know, again, you mentioned the films Sheep Among Wolves, uh, which you can watch if you go to faimission.org. Uh, um, and that's, uh, again, a film that we made with underground believers from Iran, uh, from throughout the Middle East and the, uh, the Persian and the Arab world. And it really, it's a call to New Testament, early church discipleship. I mean, it is a call to pick up our cross and actually follow Yeshua, and um, because that's that's what is going to be needed if we want to navigate the days ahead. Yeah, amen. And let's go with this. There's a lot of back and forth about Muslims in the United States or not. It's a foregone fact that they're bringing in more of them. They just okayed it through this new budget that Ryan did that they've got they budgeted money for a couple of hundred thousand of them to be here they are going to be here in the United States and there's so there's only one thing you can do about it you can either um, make them be separate from you through hatred or you can be a witness to them and prayerfully maybe some of them will get saved and so because you're we don't have the power to kick them out um, back yeah, to you, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you stand, whether you're for it or against it. You know, there's no question. We're not naive. I'm. I wrote the book, Islamic Antichrist. We're, we we know there's danger. We know it's going to bring terrorism. But the bottom line is, when did Jesus ever say, because of danger, you don't have to obey me? Because of danger, you don't have to share the gospel. Because of because there's risk involved. I mean, you're involved in ministry of the poor. If you're involved in ministry of the poor, you're going to get ripped off. Bottom line, you're going to get lied to. You're going to get robbed. And you don't say, well, it's not worth it. You know, Jesus doesn't want me getting ripped off. That's not fair to my family. No, he calls you to lay down your life for the ungrateful and for the enemies because that's who we once were. That's how he treated us. And so, you know, we might not agree with all the immigration, but it's happening. And so uh, the greatest, you know, weapon, we've tried bombs. That didn't work. And it's and it's not going to stop. By the way, you know that the, the inferno of the Middle East is all, only going to rage more, and there's going to be more refugees coming. And so, the weapon that he gave us is the gospel, and that's the changed heart that leads to former enemies becoming brothers and sisters. And if we get on it, there's a lot of these Muslims that are coming to faith. But if we just you know build our little ghettos and stay away from them, then they're not going to feel welcomed, and then naturally they're going to retreat to their old identity and, and you know we're, even if they don't get saved if we love them and reach out to them in many ways we can often be diffusing a time bomb yeah, and, uh, and that's something that a lot of people don't think of well I gotta interrupt it was great being on with you brother I really appreciate it and uh, I know we'll talk again uh, tell them your website one more time and I gotta say goodbye to you alright yep I'm at joelstrumpet.com Pastor Dan, it's it's always great uh, being with you. Thanks again for having me on. All right. Thanks, brother. Be blessed. Well, folks, that's Joel Richardson, uh, author of The Islamic Antichrist, and he also, you know, ministers to Muslims. We should minister to anybody that we are called to do. We are not to show hatred. Sure, best-case scenario, I think that, it, that you know, actually, I said it about a week ago, the, the solution for all of it is the Torah. The Torah says that one law for everybody, that everybody are to be saved, you know, or all to go under God's law. Well, that's not going to happen until Yeshua returns. They're here. You've got to figure out how to deal with it. I'm not saying let your guard down and don't protect your family, but you can, we've got to figure out through this wall of hatred to be able to give love, and that's something you're going to have to do yourself. 
Anyway, pray about supporting Wichita Mission Church. You must remember, there is only one God. He is your Father. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His Son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave His life for repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through Him, and only through Him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. How can you be saved and not be a blessing to others? Pay for the Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. That's like praying for Messiah's return. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, ask in Yeshua HaMashiach's name that the Father blesses and keeps you, and his face shines upon you, and is gracious to you, and gives you peace like no one or nothing else can. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. You've just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the Internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for Messiah's Branch. Frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with 
your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
and the rich and powerful are scared to death. Now, Frank's got everything all set up. We have uh, Richard L. Stump on the line. On the line. And, and, and if, if everything works well, we have Andrew Goss, Goss uh, excuse me, Andy Goss, Goss, correct me, please, uh, on the line. Andy, are you there? Okay, not yet. And then joining us is going to be uh, Jeff Broderick, who's, uh, who's the vet to the stars. You know, he's, he's spoken to the dogs and cats who've been owned by the stars. He knows stuff that we need to know, and he will be the referee in this debate about the Fed when we get Andrew Goss on the phone, and I know we will. I, 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 I hope. Um, so, Richard, uh, I think you, if you can say something nice about the Fed, this is your, probably your only time to do it. Well, uh, Yellen has a very unusual smile. <laughs> <laughs> and what does it remind you of? <laughs> she actually looks very attractive when she smiles. Really? So I appreciated raising that interest 0.25%. I think it was a wonderful gesture. Yeah. And it shows that they're trying. Well, exactly. And, you know, in, in the same time, we'll be trying as well. And that and that's as soon as we get Andrew on. Are you having trouble getting Andrew on, uh, Frank? Okay. Well, so, the Chinese have been begging for an interest rate increase for years, and I believe they put a little pressure on, so they got it. Well, um... You know, we all have to share this third rock from the sun. Did you know that? We share what? We have to share. We have to share this rock, this third rock from the sun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the rock. Uh, there's other people on it that uh, they don't they're, like. You know, and, and they don't like for sure people that don't tell the truth, you know. Well, and they also don't like to be told what to do. Right. And if you notice, Kerry went to Moscow and met with Putin, uh, and uh, he came back and announced that they were not going to remove Assad from his office. So that shows right there that Putin is in charge. Putin told them what to do, and they're doing it. Well, uh, but what if we don't want to do what Putin says? What? Well, they've already agreed that uh, What'd you say? right that they can't take Assad from office. What'd you say, Patrick? And they told Turkey to, to back off. And Did I hear? Our, our yeah. government ordered Turkey to back off. Well, and uh, it's good that we someone ordered... Russia. Yeah, Russia more or less said, you better not start what you can't finish. We can uh, I like that old West thing. I really do like that. Yeah. Now, they, they know he's telling the truth. Yeah, exactly. Now, and you know, the thing is, uh, is it bad for him to tell the truth? Well, obviously, the best uh, people in the world always tell the truth because you can't have civilization with people who lie. A man well, who lies is not reliable. Right, right. Well, you know, and, and that's one of the problems we see with... Uh, the idea that Sharia law and, and the Muslim idea should be 
in, adopted here in the United States, because I think we came here to the United States to get away from religious bullies. And man, well, we, we can't have uh, government based on religion. Is it would be chaos because we have too many different religions. I hear someone in the background. Who's that? That's Jeff. Trying to, it's it's Jeffrey. Yeah. The uh, welcome. Uh, and for those people who don't know and have a dog or a cat or a bird or a snake or an eagle, uh, Jeffrey has been uh, playing the role of Francis of Assisi for a long, long time. And so, and he makes food that doesn't kill dogs. And cats and birds and snakes. And... Do you do a lot of bird food? I'm no. Not. Yeah. Okay. They, uh, we're waiting for Andrew Goss to join us so that we can we can you know begin this fist fight over the Fed. Now, Hi, I'm... Patrick. Oh, are you there? Hello, Patrick. I am and... here. Fantastic. Uh, let me introduce Andrew Goss, who's a uh, historian. He says he's a historian. I believe him. And uh, you know. History is where we learn stuff. We either learn to do it again, or we learn to not to do it again. And, and, that, and that's you know that's Andy's value because he's watched us do it badly over and over and over again. Is that correct, Mr. Goss? It is correct. We've done it. We've done it well a couple of times, but for the most part, yeah, badly. <laughs> Well, you know, I decided after uh, there was a uh, lady by the name of Jill Larkin who sends me way too much stuff, and I read every every one of them. And uh, I, I was sort of a, a, amused by the fact that Shirley and her sisters have made Burger King get rid of pork. Wow! How about that? If you want to sell to the Muslims, you can't very well put pork in your food. Yeah, I, I understand that, but what amazed me was these three sisters outside the Burger King, if you would change the color of their garb to white, it's sure reminiscent of a KKK. <laughs> yeah, and the behavior is probably the same as well. Well, so, you know, if, I, if you've got an opinion that you're willing to kill over, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, you know. We've seen it. We've seen a lot of this bullying in every avenue. Think of what Chick Fil A went through when they embraced the family, or what others. You know, a group of some sort, whether it's religious, theological, or what have you, decides that they want to boycott or they want to uh, bring attention to the unfair nature of it all. You know, I'm I'm uh, sort of curious. Why don't some of your valued customers pick it? Uh, these fast food restaurants with gold coins. Now, that would screw everything up. <laughs> yeah, guys... no, I think most of my most of my customers uh, who have gold coins just keep it to themselves. Oh, yeah. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> All right, so you didn't hear this, but Richard actually said something very nice about the Fed. And he doesn't like the Fed. Not much. But he said... Oh, but he... And it's President... Yeah, go ahead. Okay, he said that when Janice Yellen smiles, she's quite attractive. <laughs> okay, well, that's saying something nice about Janet Yellen. That's, <laughs> uh, that's not saying anything nice about the Fed. And I think in its present incarnation, it's like one of those, you know, anybody who likes pets out there knows what it's like. You have a rabid dog, and, you know, you need to, you need to treat it. 
Now, many people think you could put it down, but maybe you could rehabilitate it and get it back to a nice functioning pet. But so I think that can be done to the Fed. We don't necessarily have to kill it. Uh, right, and you know, you uh, I don't know that you heard me introduce uh, our referee for this debate, and that's uh, Jeffrey uh, Broderick, who happens to be a veterinarian and a veterinarian to the stars. Well, then I, I mean, probably if, shouldn't have used that analogy because. Maybe you can't cure a rabid dog. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to defer for sure. But Jeffrey, the analogy would be, let's say, uh, an ill, an ill socialized dog. You know, one that growls at people and bites them or whatever. You could bring in Caesar uh, Milan there, and you know, he could whip it into shape, and pretty soon it would be a suitable little lap dog. So that, that's really the point about the Fed in its present incarnation. I believe it's uh, one of the most insidious institutions on the planet. But killing it, I don't believe, is in our best interest. It's like that giant tumor growing on the heart. You know, you have to take control of it before you can just rip it out of there. You, you really you need to shrink it somewhat to reduce its power. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's my yeah, opinion yeah, yeah, of yeah, that. Well, the interesting thing about it is, uh, we as individuals don't do much in the way of the Fed except put our money in the bank. Well, we're shareholders. If you think oh, about wonderful. it, everybody. The whole elder is a minute. Do you know what the definition of a stockholder is? Uh, no, give a it to me. A pedophile with herpes. Okay. <laughs> That's, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's quite I mean, the, you know, they're uh, not willing to do it on their own, so they're going to ride the backs of this or ride the backs of that. If they're riding the backs of Monsanto, they're getting hurt. If they're riding the backs of Merck, they're getting hurt. Uh, you know, the, the interesting thing about nasty, mean dogs, and, and, a, and a fellow wrote to me, and he's a rescuer of dogs, and he's got seven dogs. Two of them have tumors. Okay, well, over the 16 years that I've been doing this study, those dogs will not have tumors down the road. There you go. I mean, you know, I don't. I don't have to guess at it anymore. There's just too much evidence, and you know. And so, uh, it's the same thing that applies for us. How do we fix the Fed? We we give them Marvel's bridge punch for free. <laughs> yeah, if they if you can, you know, you can lead the horse to water, but you you can't make them drink. So, unfortunately, no, no, they no, don't no, see no. the other ways. If you talk yeah. to the average guy of the Fed. He'll tell yeah. you that they're doing God's work. You know, they're doing the best for us. They're not uh, insidious in any way, and you know, they're they're a good institution. So they don't think they're ill. If they did, they would fix themselves. Well, um, but see, what I mentioned you know, as far as what we can do, you know, we simpleton people, is um, you know, and I'm not trying to give you a plug because you know. Uh, American Voice Radio has a couple of uh, metal dealers also. But if right. you're depending on the society to survive and you're putting your money in the bank, well, it's probably better than under a pillow. But if you put it in something that's tangible. Oh, Oh, the silver coins. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter where you get it. Because... I mean, something tangible. Yeah, well, although I do buy and sell gold and silver coins for myself as well as for my customers, I don't make them. And so, you know... Oh, hold on, hold on, hang on, Jason. You what? 
I like to bring up this point that's very important. And the sponsors of this show or this network are just as likely to have good coins as I am. You know, I don't have any exclusive on them. So okay, it really well, doesn't matter from whom you buy your coins as long as you, in fact, buy them. Yes. If you're dissatisfied yes. with the Fed and you're holding Federal Reserve notes, then every share of every note that you hold is a share in the system. It's like an interest-free loan you're making to the Fed. And so if you're storing your wealth in Federal Reserve notes as opposed to lawful money of the United States, that's the only way to fight is not to buy their shares, not to hold your assets in their debt. And other than that, you know, you can complain about it, but if you're going to keep all of your money in in the bank, as you say, or in Federal Reserve notes, even under the pillow, uh, you're a shareholder. That's what you are. You have yeah, now, Richard, Richard is going to add a, a pertinent comment like a couple months ago. This subject, if I may. Yeah. There are no shareholders uh, holding a note that doesn't make you a shareholder. You used to Smallens in the Creature of Island, one of the authoritative books. All shares of the Federal Reserve are privately held, and they do not belong to the people. They belong to the people that run the banks. The bank uh, owners own all the shares in the Federal Reserve, and they've never been audited. That's what the big complaint is on auditing. Uh, when you have a dollar bill, you don't have a share. You owe a dollar to the Federal Reserve because it says right on there it's a note. A note yeah. means you owe them a dollar. You don't have a dollar. False. No, you're storing your wealth in a debt instrument that is backed no, no, by no, the no, Fed. You don't own anything in a, in a Federal Reserve note. That's why it's called fiat currency. That's what fiat, no, it's called fiat currency means by dictate. No fiat value. doesn't mean unbacked. Fiat means by dictate, by federal not, dictate. There is no backing to the Federal Reserve note. There, there is. is. No the federal government's ability to tax us is the backing no. of the Federal Reserve note. No, we, the federal government has no ability to tax us. That's the IRS. That's a separate entity. That's a, oh, really? I've heard that. I suppose government. next you'll, you'll tell me that's a Delaware corporation, the IRS, yes? Any paid to the Federal Reserve uh, through the IRS goes to the Queen of England. We don't even get a bit of it. We are in USA Incorporated. It was set up in 1913. It's a uh, uh, force. Uh, it's the uh, D.C. area. And they separated the country into 12 regions and set up courts that are maritime courts. They're not even part of our legal system. Okay, you're then kind I, of crossing your metaphors there. If, okay, you're, if you're saying that because of admiralty law, that Erie versus Tompkins didn't happen until 34. The Fed districts, true, were established in 13. They didn't do it all at once. It took they took power slowly, total power. Yeah. So are you referring to the merger of law and equity? Is that what you're referring to, the merger of law and equity? There is no law. We don't have any law in this country. The Reserve took over the Supreme Court. I have to interrupt because, uh, because this brings us back to Shirley and her sisters. You know, we have. Well, I'm just the, citing history. I don't. No, I understand. I'm not a specialist in finance. Okay, when I say the merger of law and equity occurred with Erie versus Tompkins in 1934, that's a site. 
When you throw some I don't care. USA Incorporated was started in 1913, where's your site? What is your site? You can't cite history without citing it. I say Erie versus Tompkins was the merger of law and equity in 1934. That's what put us under admiralty law. It has nothing to do with the Federal Reserve. That's the end of the Constitution right there. That's what you're saying. I agree. The merger of law and equity in 34 pretty much vitiated. Exactly. You want to know that? Exactly. She gets the IRS money. By the way, I'm interrupting. We got fiat money. Now, now, gentlemen, gentlemen, hang on just a second. We're discussing what happened in history. And and early on, I tried to mention that what we're going to try to see how history doesn't have to repeat itself. And so, wherever the citation was, our role in this program is still viable. You know, you what do we do with our money? Well, money in a society, you can't cite law because they don't pay any attention to us. We're not even citizens. No, we're free men. And to the state, we're slaves, we're serfs under well, a fascist state. It's that simple. Well, Richard, I you know I'm twice Irish, Jewish, and Cherokee, and I don't buy that because when no. someone tells me what to do, I generally get really rambunctious about it. Well, Putin, what he's bringing out is the fact that this country is not under its constitution as written. I know, but we believe it is, and so we can make the constitution no, law again. Oh, you think all you want? May I? May I? May I interject? Under regulation. The anti-stand regulation put out by the president. The president okay, has no right. power to make law. But I went to prison for years and was on escape under admiralty law from the Queen of England. Richard, let uh, Andrew. Andrew has something to say, please. Hey, Andrew. Uh, yours. No, go Thank ahead. Ri- go ahead, Richard. I'm I'm right with you. I That's probably okay. agree as you do. I but the former uh, the. Admiralty uh, law sprung from the Constitution. Okay. If you want to get the total, hey, Richard, one at a time, please. Admiralty and law sprung from the Constitution. The latter sprung from the former, and I agree. The French flag, admiralty law, the merchant law, law mex, uh, lex mercantoria, all of it is admiralty law, and it's not constitutional law. The Constitution doesn't apply. But I'm suggesting that this Constitution is still there, and the organic law of the land is still there, and that the District of Columbia having exclusive jurisdiction over the the uh, areas ceded to it by the state is where all of this power that you speak of is rooted. So I'm sure that we probably agree more than we disagree. Uh, I understand what you're saying. I understand exactly what you're saying, that we are under commercial law. Well, you could walk into a municipal court where there's no jury box. What about no uh, no con- matter in controversy exceeding $20 shall be, right? You get a trial by jury, but yet you walk into any municipal court, there's not even a jury box. There's a fringe flag and some guy in a black robe sitting there. That's it's right. admiralty law. I understand what you're saying. I understand no, no, exactly no, no, what you're saying. So we don't even have our own money. It was taken from us. Well, we have 
We have, they have not taken it from us. I argue, this is the point that I argue, that you can, you're can you free to convert your Federal Reserve notes into lawful money. There is no law preventing you from converting your Federal Reserve notes, which are notes of the Federal Reserve backed by we the people. I agree with you perhaps there. It's not so much that... Um, uh, uh, their ability or their lean on everything is what gives them power. It's their ability to tax us, which gives them the authority to issue these notes. Because remember, Woodrow Wilson, at the last minute under the insistence of Carter Glass, decided that we, the people, would be backing these notes that the Fed issues. We're the ultimate co-signer for these notes. But that doesn't mean we owe the money to them. It's still their debt. It's only if they fail to pay their debt that we owe it. That's kind of the way it works. So I suggest that the same way we took over Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, we take over the Federal Reserve. And we bring their operations into the Treasury, and any profits that they generate stay in the Treasury. Dismantling admiralty law is another kettle of fish altogether. But I, I, I cannot believe, and nor can I find in history, where... Admiralty law sprung from the Federal Reserve. Maybe the people that own the Federal Reserve foisted admiralty law upon us, but the two are not linked. Well, you know, I'm going to share a little tidbit about admiralty law that you may not you know. You the Bank of England, surely. Well, I know, but that's all, Richard, that's what I'm talking about. the center of the power when, of the empire. Okay, now, Richard, I think this is pertinent. I, I'm, I could be wrong. When England ruled the seas, admiralty law was law. When England ruled the seas, was the law. Yeah, but I mean that was the law. That was the way it worked. They, you know, you, we don't read about British uh, military law because they didn't have any. You know, they had tea in the afternoon. Uh, you know, it's well, admiralty it, admiralty law is what we all know that the captain of the ship. Is oh, I, 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 and, and, he, and Queen's still got those damn uh, steel balls, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so perhaps we're equating the president with the captain of this ship. Uh, but it is that clause in the Constitution which allows exclusive jurisdiction to the Congress, Constitution yeah. notwithstanding. If you've ever heard anyone say that the Constitution doesn't apply in the District of Columbia, that they pass laws that don't apply to them, that only apply to us, that's what Richard is referring to. And so that section of the Constitution, which gives them exclusive jurisdiction, Constitution notwithstanding, is what they've dragged us all into, but not with the Federal Reserve, with the Social Security number and with uh, our possession of a zip code. But the Fed, using Federal Reserve notes, is not, is not like using any other commercial paper. It's just commercial paper, and it falls under Uniform Commercial Code, Title 31, which is admiralty law. It's not positive law. So because of all the things that they jam on us that wouldn't stand under the Constitution, this uh, control over the seas, so to speak, is the only area where they could place us, like on a little cellophane. I think it was um, Dr. Eugene Schroeder that made, it, uh, made that analogy. You take a cellophane sheet and you put it between our feet and the organic land where the Constitution applies, and on that cellophane sheet, only admiralty law applies. So unless you can figure out how to tear that thing and stand on the ground, you can't even claim your constitutional rights. And that is the mistake most of us make. 
they have social security numbers, they use uh, uh, commercial law, they sue in court, they uh, declare themselves to be U.S. citizens, and, and these things are what drag you into admiralty law, not the mere existence of the Federal Reserve. You know, the two are not connected. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to take this moment to share something which affects what we think about admiralty law. Years ago, when we were young, we all watched A Christmas Carol, written by Charles Dickens and played by numerous people, some of them honorier than the others. But in every case that we saw these movies, uh, during the visitation of the uh, ghost of Christmas present, Scrooge went to Fred's house. And while he was at Fred's house, he had a glass of punch. And we've discovered, digging into uh, the uh, underwear drawer of Charles Dickens, that there was sulfur in that punch. <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he yeah. drank the punch and came around to a better way of thinking. Yeah, now, I, I, want, I want to... Uh, uh, our, our referee, Jeffrey Broderick, has not said a word. And we're going to go to break. So when we come back, we'll get his opinion on what's going on. Listen to the words. They're important. Now the lilacs could bloom. Now the fields could go greener. Today that the rain. That's where born love was born. As the young birds will grow, so our young love will grow. Love, sweet, sweet love. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
1-800-273-0450 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
and, and, and I, I hope you have an, you know, an idea, you know, at the end of or the start of this segment on whether or not either of these guys is totally batso, uh, or if they would make good dog owners. Tell me that again. If they're both, or one of the other, or batso, or would they make good dog owners? Um, you know what, Patrick? I'm, I'm not. Who are you referring to? Who would make good dog owners? Uh, Richard Stump and Andrew Goff. Oh, I don't know whether they'd make good dog owners or not. But well, that's, that's what you have to decide before the end of the show. <clears throat> okay, so uh, and then and then whether or not they make any sense regarding the Fed and money and all that stuff. That's okay too. And then uh, let me let me let me ask let me ask you guys something, okay? If if the Federal Reserve is no good and we should get rid of it, I thought the Federal Reserve contract expired in, I don't know what it was, 2000 and something on, on, on December 31st at 12 o'clock at night, and I thought there was a date that the Federal Reserve expired and you didn't have to do that anymore, and we were going to get rid of the Federal Reserve. And somebody said, well, let's, let's get rid of it slowly, okay? Uh, and that's, yeah. that's, I have a problem with that. I, <laughs> I think, I think Andy and Richard both have a problem with that as well. But the point is, it's there. Let's put it to work. You know, let's not let's not shoot all these people. Let's not you know go in with black hoods overhead and shoot everybody. Let's maybe convince shoot them, them that they should let them shoot them. No, you don't have to shoot them. You just do what everybody else does that loses their jobs, like the like the people in the stock market and the bankers and everything, who fraudulently they had an edge on all of us. Okay, and I'm yeah. one of those guys that went bankrupt because uh -oh. of the stock. Okay. All right. So they yeah, had an yeah. edge because they knew what they were doing, and they all made a lot of money on each stock market crash. Yeah. And and we lost our butts because the stock market. Went. That's the first thing. The other okay. thing that bothers me that you guys can talk about if you talk one person at a time, and <laughs> and, and not keep competing with one another. Oh, uh, thank you. At the same exact time. And keeping the laughter down, uh, because it's not a it's not a it's not a joking thing to to talk about. But the other thing was to describe to a listening audience this thing about the Queen getting our money. I mean, that's what the King used to do, and he was and 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 that was one of the reasons that we that we rebelled and caused the Revolutionary War to get free from the taxation of England. So why are we doing this now, the taxation of England and the Bilderbergers and um, uh, what, what, what is uh, uh, the, the guy that makes the wine? Um, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. He makes the, more stuff than rot wine. The head, the head guy that makes the the, the wine, Rothschild. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I think that's a, a list well, that we can we can well, find. Well, well, well. Child, Rothschild, 
Rothschild has this nice uh, last name. What's his first name? Baron. Jacob. Huh? <laughs> his first Baron. name is Baron. Oh, I, I just Baron. Philippe. Baron. We don't care. Philippe. Billy Baron? <laughs> no, that's the wine guy. No, Philippe. Philippe. Who's, who's running the Rothschild family now? What's his first name? Jacob. Philippe. Jacob, thank Philippe. you. Okay. Jacob Rothschild's so, worth $500 trillion or more. Yeah, and yeah, you know half the world's wealth. It's a historical fact. The Rothschilds control half the wealth of the world through usury. And God forbid usury. Yeah. And the end time prophecy means time does not exist. God did not create time. Time was a word created by man. You can ask any dog or cat, and they'll tell you all about it. Okay, so so here's so, so here's that. I want five minutes. Hey, well, well hang on, hang on. It, it, we, 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 means that usury is ungodly, because why, with the Earth revolving around the Sun, should anyone get interest on gold and silver, let alone paper? The interest is ungodly. Richard, why the Rothschilds and uh, a few people are very rich. Richard, the money with usury, interest on money. Richard, may I? Andrew, it's your turn. Andrew's time. Okay. First of all, the end time prophecy. Oh no, Richard, you're not listening. Richard, it's it's Andrew Andrew's time. Uh, Jacob yeah, Rothschild is passed. Philip Rothschild makes the brute, and Nathan Rothschild is the current head of the Rothschild family. But that's neither here nor there. I agree that having the Congress create a bond, so Congress goes into debt for, say, a million bucks, they write a bond. I owe you a million dollars, and then they hand that to the Federal Reserve, who creates the million dollars. No argument there and then loans it back to Congress at interest, or usury, as Richard is saying. And that, what the hell are we doing that for? Why doesn't Congress just print the money? That's right. So, That's why Richard, I think we there. agree there. What? Well, so, so, I I can tell that at this very moment, I, we need oh. to have a, a foreign intrusion here. Adam? Okay. Yeah, you said that on the reference. Of the referee, yeah. so let me ask. Let me ask a question, okay? Well, let, uh, why? Okay, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. I wanted to answer your previous question, Richard, if I may, just quickly. The first bank of the United States, the forerunner of the Federal Reserve, was granted a 20-year charter. It expired in 1812. We revoked it, and so then the British attacked. Okay, we renewed it in 1816, it expired in 1836, and when Andrew Jackson refused to renew it. But the 1913 Federal Reserve Charter, like modern corporations, has no expiration. So that whole myth about it expiring is indeed a patriot myth. Uh, it never expires. It's a perpetual corporation like every other corporation. I'll shut up. Bankruptcy is the only way to deal with that. Okay, uh, uh, Jeff, your turn. Okay, Jeffrey. so we 
So what if we, the people, decide that we don't want that corporation anymore? They can have a corporation. Yeah, we do. Why, yeah, why, why do we have to? Why do we have to abide by that corporation? It's like by by be abiding to the other things that we abide by, like like the like not putting sulfur in the food. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like no, I. I I agree with I agree with what what you're saying. We don't need to abide by them. We don't. But we are in such a diseased state here. And I, I drew up this storyboard for a cartoon. We're all on a boat, the SS Fed. We're on the equator. We're all on the deck, and the boys, you know, Bernanke at the time, and everybody else is up in the wheelhouse. And this was in response to Ron Paul's in the Fed. So we're all cruising along nicely, but they're heading towards the Antarctica, and it's getting colder. They're all warm in the wheelhouse, but we're freezing on the deck. So now is our solution to get our axes out and sink this boat? Aren't we all in the water then? And I would no, bet that no, the boys no. in the wheelhouse will have a life raft. Why wouldn't we rather instead go up to the wheelhouse, yeah. chase their butts down onto the deck, and yeah. turn the boat around and head for sunny waters? That makes yeah. a little more sense to me, wouldn't it make sense to you? So in order to do that, we don't kill the Fed, we cure them, we nationalize them, we take their entire operation and put them into the Treasury the way money used to be issued, when all the tax money went into the Treasury and it all came out of the Treasury. We financed the War of 1812 with Treasury notes, the forerunner of Federal Reserve notes. They were non-interest-bearing currency that our countrymen paid each other with during this time of crisis. And we all accepted the faith and credit of each other. We didn't need a middleman standing in there collecting interest. So that's my only argument is that the Fed being independent and privately owned, that's the evil. The Fed itself is not evil. A central bank is almost necessary. In fact, if Bitcoin had one, it wouldn't be in. If we moved those entire operations into the Treasury, put them under the control of the Congress, and the president, now, that's for a separate argument, because many people say if you let the politicians have the money, they'll just print it to infinitum. But I would argue nobody's ever stopped them going this far. So I don't doubt they could do any worse if they weren't paying interest. Okay, so take a breath for a second. Who, who are the evil people that own the Fed? Tell us, the listening audience. Well, it's, it's a published list. I think I've published it four times in my career. The latest edition shows Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, um, Bank of America, Hong Kong, Shanghai, Bank Corporation, Union Bank of Switzerland, um, and the latest edition, love this one, Central Bank of China is a part owner. And this is the Federal Reserve of New York, which is the lead bank in the 12-member system. So they are the government's fiscal agent. They are the ones that run the open market desk. They are the ones that do quantitative easing. They are the ones that buy and sell the bonds on behalf of the United States. And it's not the Federal Reserve Board that is the evil incarnate. They are a government agency separate and distinct from the Federal Reserve banks, which are the ones owned by the aforementioned commercial banks. So that's the ownership of the Fed. It's not through ownership, it's through control, as Rothschilds understood. You don't need to own it, you simply need to control it. You don't need to own every member of Congress, just the majority. And, and so this is the attitude that they've taken since establishing the Federal Reserve. So they're free to allow outsiders in, 
but they don't control anything. They can vote against all they want, but the control, that's where it lands. Okay, so how do we take the control back? Because you just mentioned a bunch of banks that we bailed their asses out, and they had Correct. nothing. Yeah, and, we're, and we are the people. Okay, the, the, yeah, so the way that we took money. over... The way that we took over Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac is the way that we take over the Federal Reserve. And Andrew, the uh, I've made this comment to you, and you know that I'm totally daft for making it. But you know, if if we become healthy, the money that we do not spend on being sick will bankrupt those people who are evil, those pedophiles with herpes, the stockholders. And you know, and if, and if a whole bunch of people lose their jobs in you know virology, you know, I don't care. I'm that, sorry. That I, happens. Correct. And we don't have to buy anything from China. Let China buy from well, okay. us. You know, when you mentioned about the tax, you know, from 1792 to 1860, 95% of our revenue came from tariffs. So our biggest service was not the IRS, it was the Coast Guard. And so they would blockade our ports, and anybody trying to bring goods into the United States, import them and sell them, had to pay a tariff. So 95% of our revenue came from the tariffs. Today, 95% of our revenue comes from the income tax on American citizens, and 5% comes from tariffs and excise. So to me, the simple solution to all of this is to throw tariffs on every Chinese good imported into America. You want to sell your Kubota tractors here? 100% tariff. We exported, imported rather, $2 trillion from the world into our economy last year. $2 trillion worth of goods. A 50% excise tax on every imported good would yield us $1 trillion in revenue. You could eliminate the income tax. Yeah, you'd have to pay a little more for your Chinese crap, but it might encourage some Americans to open factories and manufacture things again in the United States in order to avoid the tariff. So we'd make ourselves more competitive. We, this free trade nonsense has to stop or we will kill this country. You know, there's no, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Has anybody ever told you that? There is well, no... Well, I tell my chicken, my chicken yeah. feed story is the best because we, there's nothing we can make cheaper than China. But they say, oh, anything you want to sell here, you know, send it in. And we're looking everywhere. There's nothing that we can make cheaper than China. But one day, somebody realized that the feet of chickens, which we don't consume, we grind up and make fertilizer from, the Chinese consider a luxury. They can't get enough chicken feet. So somebody in the chicken industry says, why don't we pack a few ships full of, uh, of uh, chicken feet, send them to China, and see how this reciprocal trade thing works, because we never sell anything there. Well, sure enough, by the second boat, the second boat full of chicken feet, they put a 130% tax on imported poultry. Now, if they can do it, why aren't we doing it? Yeah, why aren't, well... Why aren't we doing the same thing? We let them decimate our auto industry, decimate our shoe industry, decimate every manufacturing business. Donald Trump tells the story of how he tried to buy American-made TVs for his, house, for his uh, hotels and couldn't find an American TV manufacturer. We invented television. So 
the free trade has killed our industry, and that's the problem. As much as I would like to nationalize the Fed, given the choice between the two things, I would take tariffs first. Let's get our revenues up. Let's slash the income tax to nothing for anyone making less than 50000 and take all of that revenue from the tariffs and start paying down the national debt. That's, this is the real issue. And, and I, I don't think until we deal with that, it really doesn't yeah. matter who owns or controls the Fed. You know, you, Andrew, and Andrew, you haven't been out digging ditches lately. So let's consider, let's consider Joe Hill and let's consider all those people who really were put out of their homes and sent wandering all over the world. The, uh, I think it's time to put the 1% under the viaducts begging for food. And, 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 you know, and, yeah, no, no better way to hurt a rich people, than a rich person, than making them into a poor person. That's for sure. <laughs> the movie Treading Places was wonderful, and we don't need pork bellies. You know, we've been studying sulfur for a long time. You're a believer in sulfur. Jeffrey's becoming a believer in sulfur. Richard's a believer in sulfur. Uh, Adam is from Antares, and he doesn't believe in anything. No, he believes in everything, but he, you know, uh, and, and I want him to comment. But, you know, in the 16 years we've been doing the study, one, we've generated a lot of money. I mean, I mean, we pay a lot of taxes. But what we've heard back from those study members is they're no longer paying 800 to 1200 to $1,500 a month for supplements and medications. In 2010... Yeah, valid Obama, point. A valid point. It's a tremendous loss of productivity when we waste all that money on Big Pharma and, and the AMA. Well, okay. And, you know, and right, so now you're into my realm, okay? Yeah. I don't, I don't practice American standard of care, and I don't practice sick care. I practice prevention, which is health care. Right? Now, so we have, we, here, here's where the thing is going. When, 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 when I was born, and when I was born, I don't know about you guys, but I'm 74. So when I was born October 23rd, 1941, Everybody had a cat and a dog, and the cat and the dog lived up, up, around 23, 24 years old. My grandfather's dog died at 23, and my grandmother's cat died at 25. So if you average those two together, and everybody had a dog and a cat, so that average was 24. And now they die at eight. The average dog and cat died at eight. So for 47 years, I've been working on making better and better better and better and better pet food and so now I have I don't make pet food I make food for pets that is organic food for pets and the animals do not get sick alright so I save people bundles of money and nothing comes in from China everything is made in the United States all the money turns around here. We don't need a tariff for this, but the animals don't get sick. Now, on my cans of food, it says antibiotic-free. When your food isn't antibiotic-free, it says gluten-free. Um, food isn't gluten-free with wild fish. Well, it's wild fish because you can't say that the fish is organic. And then the, 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 and the chickens and turkeys and all the stuff that I use is free range. They're certified organic ingredients, and they are GMO free. So it says it right on the can. So people will go out that are looking for this, that want to bring their animals back 
into the 20 range again. I've already got them over 18. They have something to select, but you can't have something to select when you don't know what's in the can. So Monsanto, Monsanto wants everybody, they don't want you to know what's in the can, so they got Congress to pass the Dark Act, and the Dark Act says you can't put what I have in the can on the can. So we want them to put, it contains GMOs. If you put GMOs on the can, and nobody even knows what a GMO is, because the last letter of GMO is organism. So that throws the people off anyway, because, because they'd have to Google organism if they, didn't, if they weren't on Facebook bullshitting with their friends. All right? So if you take GMO and you put GMO on the can, this can contains GMO. This package contains GMOs. If you do that, the people are going to say, what the hell is a GMO? When they start looking up and finding out what a GMO really is, they're not going to want the food. And therefore, therefore, our little friends at Monsanto are going to go out of business and the GMO thing and the whole biotech bullshit industry is going to go down and the people will stop getting yeah. sick. Okay, over, Jeffrey, uh, over. Jeffrey, oh, yeah, bullshit manure, and this is a children's show, so we have to be really careful about the words we use. Oh, bullshit is good. Even with F. Bullshit, so, cow and chicken shit. kind of shit is good yeah, shit. Yeah, chicken shit's okay because that's a reality. But now, what I want Adam to, I want Adam to chime in, and the reason I want Adam to chime in is he's been involved in preventative health issues. Um, long before he came from here from Antares. Well Adam I I don't vote, but if Andy would run, I might consider voting again. Who? Thank you. Andy. Andy. Oh 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 Andy, no, Andy would no no it's not a job for Andy. We'll be back in five. Listen to the words. for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for 
$149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Ancient prophetic texts warn us that in the last days there will be wars and rumors of war, famines, pestilence, earthquakes in many places, and troublesome times, men fainting from fear from what is coming upon the earth. Even though these words were penned almost 2,000 years ago, we can readily see that this dire warning is applicable in the days in which we are living in now. Days of Chaos, a new book by L.A. Marzulli, exposes what is happening in the Middle East, the Fukushima disaster, the mysterious animal and fish die-off, the rise of the 8.0 and greater earthquake, the coming one world government, the collapse of the U.S. dollar, UFO activity, and so much more. Days of Chaos has the information you need in these troublesome times. Don't be afraid of these events. Come to an understanding of why they are happening as they were prophesied long ago. These are the Days of Chaos. Go to www.lamarzuli.net. www.lamarzuli.net. These are the Days of Chaos. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Adam Bergstrom, 
And uh, I don't know if Mark has, has, has joined us from Australia because they did, you know, they arrested him, they beat him, they called him names, they said he was an aborigine, uh, just because he was trying to argue for parent, you know, parental rights when it comes to vaccines. They've just brutally beaten him. We'll probably have video of his incarceration and all that, and uh, the waterboarding. That's horrible. Just horrible. So, and uh, who did I miss? Okay, I, I didn't miss anybody. Uh, Frank, if I can mention this, um, the uh, David Clayton uh, Thomas thing, again, if we could have that at the end of this segment, it would be interesting, because we're all, you know, a victim of a war. So, now, think about it, you know. Andrew sort of explained the idea. I mean, 600,000 people have all reported they're not buying drugs anymore. They're not buying aspirin anymore. They're not buying opium anymore. They're not buying heroin anymore. I didn't tell them to stop. I can make a whole lot more money selling heroin than I can sulfur. That's for sure. Yeah, and, but why, why would we do any of those things? You know, the magic element here is pain. And the one thing that, that I've observed across the board, uh, the you know, pain is the absence of intracellular oxygen, and all sulfur does is transport oxygen. So people who don't even believe anything I say, you know, if they've got pain, serious pain, they start dishing sulfur into their mouth until the pain goes away. You know, we really have tried to kill everybody. So it's, you know, this, the, Jeffrey's prevention, Adam's prevention, Richard's nine decades of survival as an MD in the command. <laughs> and I'm surprised that, Andy, you haven't come down with that rare disease called touching coin uh, phobia. Oh, no. Believe me, I love my coins. So if there's hey, something I, wrong with uh, them, I'm... Can I ask Richard? Uh, can I ask Andy a question? Andy, yeah. just tell us where the queen comes into this, will you, please? Where the money goes? Okay, how the so money the, goes back to the queen? It doesn't. She yeah. owns her own. Okay, I'll. I'll she she's the power back of the uh, Admiralty law that rules the United States. They, I, you know, I didn't. I didn't get that. Well, usury is based on interest, based on time elapsing. Time is a fiction. There is no time. End time always existed because God is constantly creating every second. And a second is just uh, a bit of motion around the sun. A scale of uh, what you call uh, epistemological or... Uh, uh, self-centered tends to make the world the center where he is, and uh, evolution is a, is based on a misconception of time. God creates constantly, and always has, and you can't go backwards in time because there is no time. It's a figment of the imagination. So interest based on time is ungodly. It's right, not right. Now, hang on just a minute, Richard. Because it's not scientific. We have an unscientific money system with banks, and banks aren't necessary. You don't need yeah, them at all. 
Richard, Richard, you Richard. Richard, forgive me. Facts, it wouldn't be an interest. Richard, our, our structure of our society is very primitive, based on ancient folklore and Richard, residing in our religions. And the religious Richard, people try to run countries, and they don't know how. Because Richard, we know that. It's real low, about 1%. Richard, we know that. And they way of figuring it out, yeah. And most people run than 1%. Richard, to explain how we're indebted to the queen takes about three words. She has us by the short hairs. But if we you know, break all the ties with the queen and break all the ties with the 1%, and we become well, free men. Reserve. You've got to break ties. The center of the Federal Reserve is London. Always has been since the 1800s, 1700s. We can change that. Well, I was the first representative of the banks to create, behead the king and create a terrorist organization called well, yeah, he had his guards, you know, and he, they took over the country. And he was the first example, and Napoleon was the second great example of the power of the bankers to cause war and make a man a servant to the banks. Andrew, can we change that? My nephew's uh, father died when he was five, and he had a life insurance policy of $250,000, which my uh, sister-in-law invested in treasury bills and bonds and notes. She gets a check from the Treasury of the United States, which represents interest on this debt. I can assure you, she doesn't send any of it to the Queen of England. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, now, does the Queen know this? And is she safe? I think she is. But That's I think what Richard is referring to is the fact that the Queen of England, as the power behind the throne, owns yeah. the majority of the property and certainly most of the shares of the Bank of England. And there's no question that the Bank of England was behind the first bank of the United States and the second bank of the United States, and that their agents are behind the Federal Reserve. But to suggest that all the interest paid on U.S. Treasury debt goes to the Queen of England is not quite accurate. I hope not. I hope, yeah, and I trust, I trust that you're correct here. Because I, I, we have radio transmitters attached to the collars of her dogs. Okay. <laughs> you know, come on, they, uh, Jeffrey said there's, you know, too much laughter. If we can't laugh at this, if we can't laugh at the fools we have been, the, you know, how we've been conned, then we'll be conned again. But why don't we uncon ourselves? Oh, what does it take? That was a chuckle. What does it take? It Andy's the money man. What does it take to uncon ourselves and stop paying other people? I mean, it's bad enough that most of the people in the United States don't even work. I mean, where where are we going? And the kids that are getting out of school now to go to to go to any kind of medical school, veterinary medical, dental school, human medical school, whatever, to go to any medical school, by the time you get out of there, you have so much debt, you can hardly ever pay it back. I mean, it takes years okay. for a young doctor okay. to pay the stuff back. It's just insane. Agreed. And, so I do agree and, with Richard there that, that usury is a, is a sin. It's a, it's a, and, to, and to enslave our children this way is not the right way to handle our affairs. But it's all because of our dramatic need for our commercial banks to make this enormous and unjustified profit. 
all of this lending should be done through institutions established through the Federal Reserve, which would be owned by the Congress. But the short answer to your question, Article One of the Constitution, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender and payment of debt. Now, many use this to argue that the Fed is unconstitutional, but this was the same argument used against the first bank of the United States with Alexander Hamilton and the second bank of the United States with Nicholas Biddle. So it's a non-starter. The idea that, that uh, credit can be issued by the governing authority at no interest is well established in the, co- in the colonial currency prior to the formation of the republic. You know, the Articles of Confederation allowed... Uh, the Treasury to emit bills of credit. Now, bills of credit would be what John Kennedy did when he said, okay, well, I want to put a man on the moon, I want to do a Peace Corps, I want to do all this wonderful stuff, including educate our children to be doctors. And that would be one of those wonderful things. And how are you going to pay for it? Great, the Fed said. We'll loan you the money at interest. And he said, no, I'll just print United States note with no interest. And then those were used to pay for all those wonderful programs. Now, Is it any less inflationary if Congress issues the money or if the Fed issues the money? No. The only difference is when the Fed issues it, they charge us that usury that Richard's talking about, and it's eaten our substance at the rate of about $250 billion a year at these low interest rates. So there's nothing wrong with debt. Debt can be a blessing. It doesn't have to be a curse. You can monetize future endeavor, as in your uh, example, you know, you take a kid who doesn't know anything, you turn him into a doctor. What's that worth? Certainly, whatever it costs. And, and a real doctor, anyway, not an MD. But point is, that money doesn't have to be loaned to that child at interest. It can be loaned at face value and paid back at face value. If you eliminate interest from these trades, you know, think about a house that costs 100000 now costs 300 with interest. An education that costs 100 now costs 300 with interest. Wouldn't it make more sense to just borrow a hundred, pay back a hundred? Then you could at least eliminate that usury portion from the equation. So the Fed is doing a job. That job would be better done by the Treasury, in my opinion. So the only thing we need to do is take the power back from the Fed, put it back in the Treasury, and then let them do Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, student loans, etc. At no interest. That's what makes more sense. Yeah, well, you're right. A lot of bankers would be a lot of bankers yeah. would be unemployed. You are correct there. There would be a lot of unemployed bankers and not much uh, bonus splitting in New York, which I believe is the center of the universe, not London. London used to be, but I think they've all moved to New York. Well, yeah, they have funny people. They, they talk funny over there. True. They're yeah, doing I mean, Rothschild well, Holdings. You'll find yeah, eight. Me, I'm sorry. Forgive me for, yeah, forgive me for dragging us back into this idea that if we become healthy, and I would suggest that you could uh, either chew on a gold coin or take organic sulfur twice a day, but if you should become healthy and, and, and no longer, I mean, if you like your doctor, you can go and see him, because if you no longer need to go and see your doctor, no, no longer need to go and see your vet, no longer need to go and see your shrink, uh, which reminds me, did I tell you about did I tell you about the woman who took her husband to see the shrink? I may not yet. We well, we're about to hear it. We know that. Okay, and, and thank you. And 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 so she explains that my husband thinks he's a chicken. 
and and the, and the psychiatrist is you know just a, oh, he was a true psychiatrist. I mean, oh, he was so, and, and he says we can help. And she said, Bob, hang on, we need the eggs. <laughs> okay, I'll chuckle, but I'll turn the mute on. But you know that's um, if 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 someone oh, I'll do res I'll do respect to sulfur. I'll do respect to sulfur. If I break my arm, I'm I'm looking for a doctor. So I well, want somebody to set it, and you know, right? Yeah, that, 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 that happens to be true. But you know what? If you're healthy and you're old, you're going to stop breaking your arms and hips and everything because if you take the sulfur, eat organic, and you're healthy, you're healthy. You're not going to break as many arms, get sick, and all the other syndromes that go along with it. Our grandparents' animals, our grandparents' dogs. Now, our grandparents, my grandfather was born in, you know, 1870-whatever. My father was born in 1912, and, um, and I was born in 1941. So my grandparents' dogs had, where was the, where was the cancer? It didn't exist. Where was the cancer, the heart disease, the kidney disease, the liver disease, the uh, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, and the diabetes? This all happened in 1953 when the pet food industry started, and they started taking garbage and feeding it to dogs, which people don't eat. So I... I, I my point here is that people are feeding a thing called dog food, which would make it, which which caused the animal that when I was born was 23, 24 years old, is now eight years old from dog food. People don't know what is in this stuff because they just don't know and they're not educated to the fact that this is garbage in a bag and it's toxic in a bag. So if we can clean up the food that we eat, put the symbols on the things that say, this is a genetically modified food, this is GMO free. The people are going to buy the GMO free. If the people learn to eat organic, if the people, the consumer, I mean, that's the worst person in the world, is the consumer. Because the consumer wants everything and just, doctor, just fix me. Here's my kid, here's my dog, here's my husband, here's my wife. Just fix them, do whatever you want, oh, great almighty doctor. Okay? And the great yeah, almighty remember, doctor. We need the eggs. The great, almighty, the great almighty doctor doesn't know shit from Shinola about Jeffrey? nutrition because they're <laughs> not trained and they're stopped from learning it. Jeffrey, okay, but they know about money. And it's not, a, it's not a joke, but, you know, a 20, 23 years at times seven is 161 years. You know, I mean, that's 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 the relationship, and uh, and and our eighty-year-old, yeah, our eighty-year-old going over the next four decades. Uh, you know, this dying stuff is really overrated. How can we get his dog and cat food? That's what I'd like to know. What do you say? How can I get your dog and cat food? 
what the how can I order it? You Thank you. Started, I second that. I, I second that. I, yeah, okay, okay. All, right, all, right. all right, Jeffrey, please tell us how we can uh, contact you on the Internet or by uh, Carrier Pigeon or however. Okay, on the Internet, we're at cornucopiapetfood.com. We're at info on cornucopiaexpress.com. And my phone number is... 631-427-7479, and I talk to people because not only have I been a doctor for 47 years, but I am a teacher and an educator, and that's what we need. We need teachers and educators because doctors don't talk to people. Now they're limited now around here where I live, they're limited to eight-minute office visits, and that's an edict by the people who run the health care uh, associations in my area of New York. Okay? So that doesn't, that doesn't give them an excuse to say, no. I'm going to talk to people anyway, and don't limit me to eight, uh, eight, eight minutes because I'm the doctor. Well, they may just, they may just get fired for doing that. But doctors don't know nutrition, and that's why the suckers die 20 years before the people they're treating and the animals they're treating. How can a veterinarian know anything about nutrition when the veterinarian doesn't even eat the food that, he was, that he's selling? Before the sh uh, 10 minutes before the show, I, had, I realized I hadn't anything to eat before I took the show, and I thought, I'll get something to eat. So I opened a can of one of my cornucopia, one of my cornucopia cans, and I had some slices of cheese, and I put the, the stuff on the cheese, and that's what I ate for dinner tonight. Okay? Was that an expensive meal? I eat, I eat every flavor of every can of every size before it is released for sale, you cannot buy a can of cornucopia without that I haven't eaten a can from that batch. And that, boys, is a, is a, is a commitment <laughs> to quality control. Before, because before my children get sick, I'm going to get sick. So I eat it when it gets off the truck, and the next day, if I'm okay, which I always have been so far, so far, and if the we next the day, thing. then they can sell it. That's a belief system. That's a belief system. And we've got to have a belief system. We've got to have a belief system. And we've got to stop pushing pills. And we've got to okay, learn right. yeah, And we've got to learn okay, nutrition. And we've got to learn that the pet yes. food industry is right. causing this. And it all started around 1953. The same as... The same as TV dinners and and uh, and mazola oil. If you take everything, every every sickness that's blamed on aging, and you reverse it back, you'll come back to mazola oil, TV dinner, and the start of the pet food industry. Well, yeah. I ate all of those. I really did, and 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 uh, but I stopped. Do we eat what? You eat what? I ate all of those. I I really did. I ate all those. But here's what's interesting about that. Since adding organic sulfur back into my diet, all of that stuff 
has come out either through my skin or in the toilet in the, my stool. You know, it's, a, it's the dogs that are living as long as they are aren't good things to sell. Fish die sooner. You should sell fish. I mean, that's the rule of thumb. And uh, But the, the dogs, I'm glad that you speak for the dogs. I mean, finally, someone is speaking up for the dogs. And the cats. Well, and how do you cats. know that? How do you know what the cats are thinking? I mean, come on. Every one of my every one of my clients that I treat all over the United States by phone are getting the they are getting the availability of sulfur added to their animals' water, and while they're adding it to the water, I always say. If I were you, I would do what I do because I give it to all my animals, but I take it myself before I ever give it to an animal because everything has to be tested by me before I give it out. And the way I feel from eating sulfur, the way I eat, feel from eating sulfur, I would say I have, I don't know, at least eight glasses. I know it's not going to be enough, but eight glasses of water. So instead of getting sulfur and downing it in my glasses of water, which are 12-ounce glasses, I get two of them sitting here on my desk, and I put a teaspoon of sulfur, and then I whip it around, and then I fill it up with the rest of the water, and that's what I drink all day. So I don't yeah. drink water. I don't drink water anymore without uh -huh. sulfur being in it, and I can tell you that the difference that it has made in me is dramatic. If it makes a difference in me, it's certainly going to make a difference in, in a dog and a cat that are eating toxic food every day in the name of pet food. At least our food is somewhat inspected, okay? Now, my food Okay, now hang on, hang on. I, I, I sense that, uh, that Andrew has uh, a comment to make. Go. Oh, no. No, no. I'm... I'm rapidly paying attention. Of course, I'm already sold on sulfur myself. I have, as Patrick knows, I keep nine pounds in my safe. I order it nine pounds at a time, and I'm nervous when I get down to two or three. So I'm already a believer in sulfur, having been taking it myself for, what, about a year now, Patrick? Maybe a year and a half. I, I believe a little longer. So but I, I, I didn't know you had animals. I do, yeah. There's, I have dogs and cats and grand dogs oh, and grand cats, and we have a company mascot. I mean, there there are pets everywhere around here, and I so appreciate the doctor's work. If you know, you'll definitely get an order from me. As it is now, we have a, a local place that sells um, scat, uh, you know, scapples, I believe, uh, you know, organic food from animals, which uh, we feed our pets. Uh, but I would most certainly uh, uh, pay attention to what you have to offer and, and check it out. Well, yeah, we, what you could do is eat the food you buy for them and see how it works. Well, well that's, see, that's what the I thing. Did. I wouldn't. That's yeah, what I, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, talk about putting your mouth where your money is. That's uh, certainly... Uh, <laughs> well, certainly Andrew, what I do, what I do is you, 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 don't, you don't have to feed... Cornucopia isn't the all-be-all of the world. So what I do is I mix my human-grade organic food, organic food, with whatever you feed, with, with, with whatever you eat, and whatever you have left over. But catch this. All of you, 
all of you, all of us, were all told not to do that. We were told, don't feed the cat off the table, it's bad, bad, bad. And don't feed the dog table scraps because it's bad, bad, bad. Don't feed leftovers to the dog and the cat because it's bad, bad, bad. God, sounds like Catholic school, doesn't it? Bad, bad, bad. All right? So what, what, what we, and we were told that by people that we trusted with the stethoscope around their neck and the, and the white jacket on. Well, these people didn't know what they were talking about, and they were, they were children. People, people don't understand that a doctor at 26 years old is a 26-year-old child doctor who doesn't have much life experience with anything, but he got into school, and he had everything drummed into him, and now it's not he anymore, now it's she, and because the boys can't compete. And so they, 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 they were children when they got indoctrinated. And they got indoctrinated to be pill, pill pushers. And the veterinarians are indoctrinated to, to be pet food pushers. Okay? And the people that are pushing the pet foods on them with their special diets and all the stuff which the veterinarian never put in his mouth because he would never put that stuff. I'll use stuff. Is that nice? Uh, the Donald Trump word is better, okay? And so, but to put that stuff in there, now they're not going to do that. Well, how the hell will they know what the animal's eating if they don't eat it themselves? And there's no way that any veterinarian is going to eat that shit that they sell. That's fecal matter for those in biology class. Now, these, you know, this is, this, this is interesting because we're supposed to re, reuse everything. And we'll, and on that note, we're going to go to a break and we'll be back in five. I saw a little boy today who didn't want to fight. The other children laughed at him. It was a frightening sight.
unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Call 316-619-4886. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
back. Welcome back. You know, uh, if you forget about the water, Matt, I'm going to ask uh, Jeffrey to explain to why people think that cats don't drink water and why people think that dogs uh, don't drink water. And then, but let me introduce Richard Stump is, is a co-host. Uh, uh, Andrew Goss has joined us all the way from New Jersey uh, by way of tunneling. And Adam Bergson is all the way from California. And Mark didn't show up from Australia because they've got him in, in, in detention camp or something like that. And then, Jeffrey, if you'd please answer the question if, if you can. Why, why don't they drink water? No, why do people think they don't drink water? I don't know what people think. I really don't. I don't know what people well, think. Well, have you ever run into that notion that, well, my cat doesn't ever drink water? Well, a, cat, a cat's a different thing than a dog. A cat... Well, I a cat, uh, let me explain this for a second. That's the so, idea. First of all, cats and dogs both drink water. Dogs drink more water because a cat is built. A cat comes from the desert cat uh, in northern Africa. Okay? The, the cat is a whole unique being, probably one of the smartest things, probably the smartest animal in the world. Okay? We... We're, we're, we're on the opposite range of the cat. So you never want to try to compete with a cat intellectually and remember something. To the dog, you are the best friend of the dog and you're part of the dog's family. To the cat, you're the help. You're the help? So, you're the help. <laughs> you're the help. That's, that's what you are to the cat. Okay? And so... And and if your daughter is going out with a guy, counsel your daughter to make sure that the guy has a cat. And if the guy is your son and he's going out with a girl, make sure the girl has a cat because the cats will teach you to love. All right? And, because, and you can't... You can't abuse a cat because a cat will take your hand off or scratch your eyeballs out. All right? And yeah. so it, here's a cat and a dog that people don't understand. Both the cats and the dogs drink water. If you take an 8-pound cat or a 10-pound cat, then you take a 10-pound dog and you roll them over and you put them on your kitchen table and you have their feet up and roll them over. They're, they're lying on their back. You unzip the cat and unzip the dog and you'll look at them and you'll find out that the cat's digestive system, its whole digestive system, the stomach, the liver, the intestinal tract, and everything is half the size of a dog. And that's why the cat, the cat is a lean creature that can climb trees. Dog can't climb a tree, but the cat can climb a tree, not only because it's a retractable claws and all that kind of stuff, but a, dog, a cat can jump higher, do things, do, do everything that a dog, a, a dog can't do, okay? So the cat, but has, the cat has a digestive system that's half the size. So the cat is very, 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 uh, uh, very um, uh, it uses its food, it uses its food, and from its food, it gets its water. So the cat uses and recirculates its water within the cat and knows how to efficiently use the water and not urinate it out where the dog, you know, drinks and urinates and drinks and urinates and drinks and urinates, okay? 
So if a cat has if a cat has kidney disease, then it will it will drink and use it more efficiently, but it will urinate, and, and the dog and the dog will just drink and urinate. The reason it's drinking is it's because it's lost its way to concentrate the urine, and so it will drink. But having water out is a great thing. When, when, but all through this time, all through this period of time that we have lived, the, there's, there's, there's been a problem. And you all know what the problem is, that, the, that we're, we're getting the horrible food, the toxic food, and we're not getting the sulfur in the food. So there's nothing to clean the thing out with or detoxify the cells. So that's where, that's where the sulfur comes in and where the food comes in is, well, I talked about this before, what we were told to do and we were, how we were lied to. We were lied to because the pet food cartel told the, the little children in veterinary medical school these fairy tales and the and the and the same thing as the drug cartel sold, told the little children in human medical school the fairy tales, and yeah. they believed them because these kids were students, and the students are very vulnerable to information that comes in. To information comes in, and the people that are treating them to right, that kind right. of information and enforcing the information. So the fact that they okay. were told never to give the food off the table. Well, what right. I teach is I teach, you don't have to just give my food. You give my food and you follow the paradigm. So you give my food and you give the salt and you give the thing and you give the sulfur and you give this other stuff. But you feed the dog anything that you eat off the table except, except bread, Pasta and pizza, dairy and dessert. Okay, but the cat, the cat can't get anything except animal protein products. That means meat and fish and eggs and 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 of of, of any type. It has to come from an animal. A cat does not metabolize correctly carbohydrates. The, the cat is an obligate carnivore. The dog, with double the size of the intestinal tract, has evolved as an omnivorous carnivore. The cat is an obligate carnivore. So the cat, when you stretch out and you look at the size of the cat's digestive system, it's, it's very, very, very unique to anything in the world, but the dog has this, has this thing that's double, and it can do things that the cat can't do. That, right, right. that way, the cat is made so that the cat has to have all these things put in place. When you, okay, when you now, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, because I looked at the clock, I'm going to interrupt, because I think it's, you know, it's that difference that is our strength to, one, Remold the Fed. Yes. And, you know, and we're going to we're going to remold the Fed by remembering that you know when we're scratching with our hind legs, we could be a dog. 
and, and, and we could be a cat, you know, but in the meantime, we're still on the same planet. You know, why did they have the, why did they have the cats, you know, in the, uh, in the tombs of the, of the pharaohs? We won't go there right now because I want to give everyone a chance to just speak on the issue of, and I was going to bring it up a long, long time ago because you are a veterinarian, a, a doctor of animals who either vaccinates or doesn't. Well, the va- the vaccination thing has to go. I know, go. But I, I know that, but that's that. It has to go. The more conversation, but I, I really think that uh, Andrew and Richard and and uh, Adam should have a chance to say something because they've been so yeah. gracious. They have, you know, they haven't even laughed at my jokes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'm yeah. Sorry, I've been right. listening I've, to the good doctor. This, this I've been listening problem. to the good doctor with you. fascination. I, I, I just. I think that was wonderful information. Thanks. Well, thank you. And, and I have an autistic dog. And oh, I have no. an dog because <laughs> that dog, that dog, I vaccinated that dog and I caused the dog's ear, uh, autism. That's why. And yeah, I'll tell yeah, you what. Yeah, there, are vaccinations, there are vaccinations that are necessary, that are necessary in the beginning of the dog's and cat's life just in the beginning and after they have built their immune system. So I have, I build their immune system with nutrition and then I vaccinate them. And then that's it. But I don't vaccinate them in the beginning. When they come in as babies, I don't vaccinate a baby that has no immune system. Do you vaccinate? I I deal with 87% women. Every okay, day, my life. Now, hang on. I need to ask this question. Do you vaccinate after they've had an immune system? After the, I build their immune system, after I build their immune system, then I will give them vaccines, vaccines, a limited amount of vaccines <clears throat> spread out over a long period of time and I don't have the problem. To my dog, I gave too much vaccine, and I caused autism. And I'm sure I caused it in a lot of animals. Well, and, and those, lot of those animals, animals yeah, the animals can come back. I don't know what we, you know, the eye contact can be with the owner. Uh, with children, it's with the mother. I mean, it's remarkable. It's by eye contact. Mom's taking sulfur, child's taking sulfur. They come back with eye contact. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, but, but we're, 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 we're talking about prior to my knowledge of sulfur. Okay? Oh, no, I don't. I, wasn't I, was, trying to, I was never I trained wasn't, in I, I got my training from sulfur because of yeah, this brilliant I, guy that lives in Utah. Okay? Well, yeah, but the, the, the point is, even those people who have dutifully given vaccines and caused people to have autism, we believe that because sulfur takes out all the trash, that those children stop being autistic. Okay. All I know is that sauerkraut helps dogs cure diarrhea. Yeah, dogs love sauerkraut. That's all I know. <laughs> what about the vaccine for you guys? What, what's, what's your take on vaccines? 
Oh, I agree with you that the vaccine definitely, any vaccination causes autism. Of varying degrees, I, I think a lot of it isn't even perceptible. They generally become Democrats. Yeah, I think I've heard that. And, you know, the yeah. thing that I think is interesting... Well, you're, you're saying you do not believe in continuous vaccinations of, no, I don't of, of people. I think you fight disease much better for your immune system as God made it is intact. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, the... Over the 47 years that I've been sort of hanging around the mistakes of medicine, uh, it's now apparent to me that vaccines were more involved than we saw. Of course, autism is easily, oh, that could be anything but not vaccines. Well, no, it's, you know, I've got talked to too many mothers who said, no, it was the vaccines. And I'm sorry, I'm going to believe the mothers over the scientists. And because uh, they were there, and I've got photographs of what happens when that goes on. But, you know, we don't have to be locked in an opinion. If there's something that could possibly help, and there's really no adverse side effects to it whatsoever, we have tried to kill everybody and failed. But we've got 29 kids back. I know there's a bunch of them in the wings ready to come back. And uh, you know, and it's it's just so simple. And if you become really healthy in 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 the short term or even the long term, wow, that was too bad. We're sorry. We're really sorry about that. No one is advanced in their disease. No one has died of cancer. No one's done anything foolish like that. It's just a matter of cellular regeneration. And that amount of money is if it's reinvested. Our infrastructure, not the infrastructure of uh, Romania, not the infrastructure of, of China. You know, we've really ignored our infrastructure. I've seen the bridges sway. And we better pay attention. Or we're going to have a lot of people got killed in some foolish accident because the bridge broke. Well, the you money. know, when you, when you talk about the infrastructure, we have in our bodies... In our bodies, the cat's body, the dog's body, the, the horse's body, your body, my body, we have in our bodies more military personnel than any, than all of every army of every country in the world. The amount of cells that we have that are military cells are more cells, the numbers are more than all the armies of every country in the world put together. And we're feeding them garbage. We're feeding ourselves and we're feeding our animals garbage. And that's, and that's where it comes in. So if you have all this garbage, you're going to use the sulfur to clean the garbage out. We're, our, our air is full of chemtrails. We're not Hang getting on. the oxygen, and we're being deprived hey, of all the stuff. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, I, Jeffrey, I'm going to interrupt you because, you know, I know that you are an internationally renowned uh, doctor of dogs, and we're trying to get a hold of Edward Snowden in the Soviet Union or Russia, whatever they want to call it nowadays, where he is there with his uh, superhero pole dancing lady, Lindsay Mills. Uh, because, you know, even the Russian people, 
deserve to have healthy dogs. And even the Russian people deserve to be healthy. You know, it's, 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 the people in Nairobi deserve to be healthy. The people in Mongolia deserve to be healthy. You know, why are we making so much money on trying to kill each other off? Because that's where the money is.
Blue skies and green lights. Thank you, Andrew. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank Merry you very Christmas. much. All right. Cool you. Yes, yes, I love that. You will cool. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. 
Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
All right, good evening all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here. Hang on a second. All right, let's try that. That's a little better, I guess. Uh, little trouble. Hello. <laughs> okay, now we have nothing. Oh, we'll see if this uh, comes back here at all. Well, I may actually have to uh, switch my mic around and do something different here. I don't know. Uh, give me a second. I'm gonna just play uh, an ad, and we'll uh, we'll be back in a second. running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 316 316- All right, let's see how that is. That looks like that's working. Okay. (laughs) Back in business. All right, so this is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It's Thursday, December 17, 2015. It's about 10 after 8 p.m. Pacific Time. And uh, if that's true where you're at, we are, in fact, live. So if you want to participate, you can. 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. You can go to the chat room. You'll find it at our website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Once you uh, get there, you will see the chat link. And uh, once you do, hey, you're in there. All right, well, too bad. It's just going to have to be uh, tinny. Or maybe not. Maybe I can fix it there. I don't know. We'll see how that is. If that's any better now, I don't know. And I'd really like to, again, thank uh, some people in the chat room for uh, donating some equipment that is going to, uh, it's going to help a lot of these uh, little problems uh, that I'm having with my mic. It's, uh, the power supply basically is uh, messed up on the uh, board, so I really want to, you know, say again how much I appreciate the uh, 
the donations. I really do, because it's going to help. And uh, hopefully that's what I'll be doing over the uh, Christmas time. Uh, apparently uh, Thursday and Friday are going to be a little sketchy days uh, as far as live broadcasting. I might go live. I don't know. I usually only take Thanksgiving off, but, uh, you know... I don't know. It, it you know most of the hosts are not going to do shows on you know Christmas Eve or Christmas. And uh you know, I mean I don't blame anybody for not doing a show on Christmas Eve or Christmas. And probably I don't know though. I don't know. New Year's Eve is a different story. New Year's Day, different story. It's a uh, ways away. Nobody's told me, but I'm pretty much getting the word in that uh Few, if anybody, is going to be doing shows on Christmas Eve or Christmas. I'll try to find some... Uh, I might do some uh, different programming on uh, on Christmas, at least. I don't know. Maybe I'll stick with the schedule. Maybe I'll do something uh, different uh, for Christmas. I've got some interesting stuff uh, you know, about the holidays and things. We could play some of that other stuff. I've got some obscure things. So, there you go. There you have it. All right. Let's let's see what we have here as far as good news, eh? All right. Congress may vote today to destroy states' rights to protect our food supply. Well, you probably know what this is, right? All Americans, conservatives, and liberals want their families to have access to safe food. Polls by ABC News, Associated Press, and other major organizations show that Americans overwhelmingly want genetically modified foods labeled. And don't believe that GMOs are safe. Now, you know, you can believe they're safe or they're not safe, and and that's fine. Because if you know about it and you go, well, I think they're safe, okay, fine. So it's labeled GMO, you don't care, you think they're safe, go ahead and eat them. If you don't think they're safe, it's labeled GMO, you can make a decision to say, no, I don't want to eat that. The federal government doesn't want you to have that choice. Monsanto certainly doesn't want you to have that choice, even though they sit there and tell you how wonderful their genetically genetically modified organisms are for you to eat. But they don't want you to know about them because, gee, uh, well, if you knew about them, you wouldn't want them. Well, if they're so darn good, why wouldn't I want them? Huh? Yeah. A poll by Pew Research Center finds that two-thirds of Americans think that scientists don't fully understand GMOs and therefore cannot guarantee people are safe if they eat genetically modified food. Of course they don't know. They haven't done any long-term studies. Indeed, most independent scientists, ones not making money from the GMO food manufacturers, say that GMO foods are very concerning. For example... A recent study commissioned by Norwegian officials and conducted by a scientific authority on the safety of biotechnologies concludes GMO crops lack scientific data to prove their safety. And a poll shows that 68% of American and Canadian doctors think that GMOs should be labeled. 
No wonder Vermont, Connecticut, and Maine have voted to require GMO food labels in their states. So how does our bought and paid for Congress react? By banning GMOs until further studies are conducted? By demanding labeling of GMOs so consumers can decide? No, of course not. What they did, they're going to vote on a bill forbidding states from requiring GMO food labeling or from banning GMOs within their states. Now, I'd like to know where Congress thinks they get their authority to tell a state, you can't ban, you can't require labeling. Oh, the hell I can't. As a state of the union, and you know what? If they're not a state of the union, then, hey, pony up and tell us. Tell us what kind of stuff you've been pulling behind our backs, huh? Go ahead and let everybody know that, oh, you don't really live in a state of the union. You live in a military district. Yeah. Go ahead and let everybody know that. See how well that goes over. Hmm? So, a state, one of the only state's functions, okay, and you can find it in uh, the preamble of every state constitution. Health safety and welfare okay health safety and welfare well for crying out loud labeling food no that is a state right it's in their constitutions they have an obligation to require labeling on on food so people can make an informed decision because if we're not able to make an informed decision we're not able to make any decision, which means we're slaves. You don't even get to decide what you want to eat, because you can't decide what you want to eat because it's not labeled. You don't know what you're eating. How can you decide something you don't know about? Monsanto and its anti-labeling allies are desperately trying to attach the most dangerous components of the deny Americans the right to know dark act to, to a must-pass end-of-the-year spending bill that could pass today. If the Dark Act makes it into this bill, the consequences could be disastrous. We'll have no way of knowing if the newly approved GMO salmon, the frankenfish that's designed to grow twice as fast as wild salmon, is what we're feeding our families. This is the last chance to protect our right to know what's in our food. If we don't stand up to big food and take a stop and, and put a stop to the Dark Act now, the fight for GMO labeling is over. Now that's uh, somebody's opinion. I don't agree. Hey, you know what? The federal government can write down anything they want to write down. It's time for your state legislatures and your state governor to stand up and say, hey, you know what? You go right ahead and you write down anything you want to write down, and we're going to require GMO labeling in this state, and you can kiss our behind if you don't like it. You're not the boss of us. Just like with the TPP, Congress couldn't care, well, less about what the American people want or what's good for the country. Conservatives support states' rights. Liberals support federal action to protect our health. And all Americans support our right to make an informed purchasing decision. But Congress only answers to its owners. Remember, the big GMO food producers like Monsanto have already gotten their congressional lackeys to pass legislation that strips American courts of their power. 
This is similar to what the feds did in the run-up to the 2008 financial crisis, as former head of SNL prosecutor Bill Black, now a professor of law and economics, notes. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York and the resident examiners and regional staff of the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency competed to weaken federal regulation and aggressively used the preemption doctrine to try to prevent state investigations of and actions against fraudulent mortgage lenders. I've got a, uh, a documentary about that. That's exactly what they did. When state prosecutors tried to investigate these scumbags, the feds rushed in and said, oh, no, 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 that's our, uh, that's our uh, 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 jurisdiction. We'll take care of that. We'll protect everybody. And they did nothing. How many bankers went to jail, huh? How many mortgage company CEOs are sitting in a prison right now, huh? How many? Does that mean zero? Yeah, because that's right. Liberals and conservatives tend to blame our country's problems on different factors, but they are connected. The real problem is the malignant symbiotic relationship between big corporations and big government. Bang. Absolutely. That's called fascism, folks. Now, you know, I mean... Uh, now, somebody in the chat room says, yeah, well, too late. States' rights were gone long ago since the War of Northern Aggression. Well, states' rights and any right is only gone if you give it up, folks. Okay, nobody takes your rights just like nobody takes your gun. You've got to give it to them. Okay, you have to give it up. They can't take it from you. You know, the the Bible's very clear. Rights come from God. And no man can take what's God, what God has given to you. Now, you can certainly give it up. We have stories about that in the Bible, too. You know, give away your birthright for a bowl of soup. So you can give up your rights, but they can't take them from you. And the states are made up of people. The states' rights are actually the people's rights. And they can't take that away from you. You can give it up. You can sell it to them. You can lease it out, just like your gun. Nobody's coming to take your gun from you. You might give it to them, but they're not taking it. Because, you see, the problem with trying to take someone's gun is they'll probably shoot you dead with it. So, you know, the thing is, it's not too late. And, yeah, the, you know, the state's rights have certainly been diminished, and that's because, generally speaking, your state actors are no less criminal than the federal actors. They're all a bunch of greedy bastards sucking up free money for nothing. They're criminals, okay? This is just the bottom line. This is who they are. Politicians are, generally speaking, criminals. So, how come? Why is this going on? Because most people don't even realize this. Nobody trusts... (laughs) Nobody trusts you know, politicians, everybody knows, hey, you know, if their lips are moving, they're lying. Yeah, everybody knows that. 
what was the last poll of the uh, approval rating of Congress? What, 9%? I don't know. Even on a curve, that's pretty low. 9%? <laughs> wow. You know, most of you, most of us, would be fired if our bosses only, you know, well, okay, hey, on a ranking of 1 to 100, what would you rank this employee? And he came up with 9. 9? Really? Out of 100? 9? You're fired, man. If you're at 9, you're you're fired. But yet, somehow, some way, these criminals keep getting reelected. Nobody likes them. Because you know what? A 9% approval rating, you understand, right? That comes out to a 91% disapproval rating. Okay? 91% of the American people disapprove of Congress's performance. Wow. You are definitely fired in any kind of real world. But somehow... They just keep getting reelected, and people poo-poo and laugh and say, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist, you're just paranoid, you're just this, you're just that, you're suspicious, you don't trust anybody, uh, you know, whatever. Because you go, I think maybe the vote might be rigged. I think maybe they're fixing the vote. Oh, ha, 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 come on, no way, uh, you're just crazy. Really? Let's see, 91% of the American people disapprove of Congress's performance, yet almost the same, really, over 80% get reelected every time. Every single time, over 80% get reelected. Don't you think there might be something wrong with that? Why doesn't that add up? How come that doesn't make any sense? Somebody is not telling the truth here. Either Americans secretly approve of Congress far more than they're saying, or the vote is being stolen. What do you think it is? Are you happy with Congress? How many of you out there can say, no, I think Congress is doing a bang-up job. I think they're doing great. I wouldn't change a thing. These guys are gold, man. How many of you out there feel that way about Congress? How many of you out there feel that way about the Supreme Court? How many of you out there feel that way about Obama? How many of you feel that way about any part of government that you can think of? Any part. I don't care. Do you think the animal control people, you think they're doing good? Do you like them? How about the uh, the building department? How about the sewer people, the garbage guys? Do you think anybody in government is doing good? A good job. You trust them. Not many, if any. But yet, they keep getting reelected. They keep continuing on. They stay in their jobs. How is this? Something is going on. Don't you think? Or, you know, is that is that paranoid? Is that conspiratorial to think, gee... Everybody hates you, but you keep winning the popularity contest. How does that happen if everybody hates you? I think the popularity contest may be rigged.
Let's see here. Oh, Ellis County, Texas. Undocumented miners are finding temporary shelter in Ellis County. About 50 teens arrived Friday afternoon. The first of hundreds expected to stay at the Lakeview Camp and Conference Center over the next three weeks. Organizers say the teens were checked in, assigned rooms, and given dinner. They have an indoor pool up in there. It's awesome. It's a really great place. It's actually perfect for them. It's just not perfect for us, said Scott Bailey, who lives around three miles from the property. Like some neighbors in the area, he's nervous. We've got all this terrorist stuff going on. I, you don't know. I mean, we don't know, he said. Penny Story organized a meeting. Wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Forget the terrorism. Indoor pool? What? They're housing illegal aliens in a place with an indoor pool? Uh-huh. Penny Story organized a meeting with seven fellow concerned residents to suggest they take turns monitoring the camp from across the street. She wants to see how many people show up and who they are. You won't be blocking traffic. You'll be doing nothing but watching, she said. If they're children, then they're children. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says the children were all brought up to date on immunizations before arriving. I'll offer them education and recreation, including English classes, soccer. No, it'll offer them education, recreation, English classes, soccer, and arts and crafts. You don't even get arts and crafts in the public school system anymore. We got to cut that out. I'm sorry, because you know what? Your greedy-ass teacher needs a raise, okay? They don't want to pay for their own health insurance, so we're going to have to pay for it. So your kid doesn't get to go to band or health or, uh, not health, but arts or crafts or, you know, anything like that. No, no. In Dallas, attorney Domingo Garcia says he's organizing lawyers willing to represent them in immigration court. Make sure their legal rights are protected. Hey, you know what? You don't have any legal rights. You are an invader. You're not a visitor. You're not an immigrant. You are an invader. As far as I know, invaders don't have any rights. That they're in a comfortable place. And even though they are separated from their families... That they have a Christmas that teaches them what American values are like. Oh, really? American values, huh? You lazy-ass little scumbags get to slide on up into the United States, do nothing, suck off the tea to the government, and get everything for free and live better than the working people of this country. Is that the American values that we're talking about? He's worried what will happen if they are sent back home. Subject to predators, the gang members, the criminals that can be waiting for them. Really? Sounds like Chicago to me. You know what? Just because you don't live in a nice place doesn't mean you get to come here. That's like saying, okay, hey, listen, you know what? I've got an old 1976 mobile home. 
it's kind of run down, and it's not all that nice. So, I guess that means I can just kind of mosey across the street to my neighbor, who has a much nicer, newer place, and I can just kick in the door and, uh, you know, say, oh, hi, I'm living here now, too. What's for dinner? Where's the indoor pool? Huh? Is that right? Can I do that? No, I don't get to do that. But that's exactly what these children are doing. And even though they're separated from their families, who separated from their families? They did. They decided to come here. It's okay for them to separate from their families, but when we say, well, we're sending your asses back, oh no, we're breaking up families now. Breaking up families? No, we're not. We're sending them back to their families. More kids are expected to arrive in waves. The camp says it only expects to house them for 21 days. Then what happens to them all? The cost? That's unknown. But organizers say none of it will fall in the local community, whatever the costs are. Really? Who's paying for it then? Oh. Oh, the federal government, I see. So that won't affect the local community, will it? Man, oh man, I'm telling you. This this is a bad deal, folks. And, and this is... I'd love to blame Obama for the whole thing, and and he certainly has his hand in it, and he has plenty of blame, lots of blame. But you know who who was doing this before he was? He didn't go as far as fast or anything like that, but George Bush also let the illegal aliens in here. George Bush is just as guilty as Obama. Okay, maybe not just as guilty, but you know, I mean, let's see. If you murder one person, you're a murderer. If you murder three people, you're still a murderer, right? Okay, so the guy who murdered one person, we're going to execute you for that. And the guy that murdered three people, what, are we going to execute him three times? No, we're going to execute him. Same thing. You see, this is what I'm saying about just as guilty. Just as guilty doesn't matter if Obama did it more. Bush is just as guilty for this catastrophe, this invasion. And and you know what? I can call Mexicans names and stuff because they are the ones breaking in. They are the ones taking advantage. They know what they're doing. But, on the other hand, they've been told, hey, come on up. Take advantage of the United States. Hey, here's a little flyer. Tell you exactly how. Where to go? How do you think they got from Central America all the way through Mexico? You see, they are illegal aliens in Mexico, too, and Mexico doesn't stand for that except to transport them to the U.S. border. And if you think, well, you know, who are you supposed to punish? It's the war on terrorism. Who knows what? Well, who knows what? The country, the government of Mexico is helping, aiding, and abetting giving aid and comfort to the enemies of the United States and transporting them through their country to our border so they can invade. You know what? I would blow Mexico City to the ground and say, you know what? You might want to now rethink your strategy. 
I mean, heck, why not? We go everywhere else. We attack everybody else who doesn't suit our, uh, you know, our whims at the time. We're halfway around the world in 180 different countries with our military. Why can't we uh, say, listen, Mexico, you're going to have to knock this off or we're going to have to blow you off the face of the earth. No, not even a, oh, they're our neighbor, they're our buddy, they're our pal, just like their they're invaders are called immigrants. They're not immigrants. <sighs> anyway, hey, we're going to take a break now and we're going to play Stump the Room and uh, we'll be back in just a few. <laughs> body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. 
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. $49.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Alright, we're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Thursday, December 17th, 2015. It's about 8.44 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And uh, if that all works out, we're live, which means you can participate. You can call in 800-932-1980. 800-932-1980. You can also go to the chat room. There's a uh, quite a few people in there right now, and uh, you can chat with them. You can ask questions, make comments, or just chat with people, or just watch other people chat. Anyway, you'll find it at our uh, website, theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. Okay, stump the room. Yep, they have conceded. Frank 2, Room 0, which brings our weekly total to, I think it was, let's see, it was, uh, uh, I think uh, 4 to 3 it was, and now it's 6 to 3, me. Yay! Pulls another week out. Yeah, I know. It's tough, and, and, you know, I, uh, this is kind of obscure stuff, but I like it. I mean, you know, and some people in the room don't care for what they categorize as rockabilly. Um, the first band was We Say Yeah, and that was the Rapiers. Okay. The second one there, Big Dog, Little Dog, is by Harvey Hurt. As in, ooh, that hurt, you know. So there you go. That's the that's the bands. Those are the performers that uh, were there. Let's get back to something. You know, like I said earlier, Bush is as much to blame, or okay, maybe not as much to blame, because Obama has certainly gone above and beyond what George, the wooden dummy Bush you know, did about illegal invaders when he was president. However, they are both equally responsible. Look, you can only execute somebody once, all right? Once you get to the point where you've done something that, you know, justifies execution, it doesn't really matter what you do after that because, you know, you're executed. And uh, George Bush... Well, and why do I say this? Because, are we at war or are we not at war? Okay? I mean, they say we got a war on this, a war on that, a war on terror, a war on, uh, you know, illiteracy, we got a war on drugs, we got a war on everything, man, and we got, and, and hey, our troops are all over the world proving it. Troops are roaming the streets of America. Oh, we don't call them troops. We call them police. But take a good look at them. They got the Nazi helmets. They got the automatic weapons. They've got the bulletproof vests. Oh, I'd say they're soldiers, folks. You can call them anything you want. You can call your dog a duck. It doesn't make it a duck. It's still a dog.
So we got all these wars going on. And you know, by international standards, a lot of people like to argue that, well, you know, Congress must declare war and blah, 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 blah. And they haven't done that since World War II. Okay? But in international law, if all the elements of a war exist, whether it's declared or not, it's a war, okay? And we have all the elements of a war going on, lots of wars going on. So we are at war. I mean, this is what they like to say all the time. We're at war. We are at war, 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 war. Okay, good. We're at war. And you committed treason in a time of war. You have, you have given aid and comfort to the enemies of America, invaders that are coming in here, to destroy this nation. Now, whether it's intentional or not, that's what's going to happen. You know, locusts don't come in intentionally. Okay, uh, everybody, let's hit that field, destroy that farmer. Let's go. Come on, we hate that farmer. Locusts just do what locusts do. But it doesn't make any difference when you're on the end what they thought. Oh, did they mean to destroy me? Did they mean to attack me? Did they mean to ruin my life? I don't really care if you meant to or not. If you ruined my life, then uh, I don't really care what you were thinking about. That's what's going on with all these refugees and aliens invading from the South. And it would not be happening if they did not have individuals in Washington, D.C. giving them aid and comfort and, I would say, uh, a nice clean bed in a nice new uh, you know, camp with an indoor pool. I'd say that's aid and comfort. Do you? Hey, how many of you out there have an indoor pool, huh? Nobody? Wow, wait a minute. Man, you know, somebody says dead people are the results of war. Well, in that case, we got all those wars they talk about. They're real and they're happening because they are producing dead people. How many dead people has the war on drugs produced? Hmm? Yeah. We probably got a million people in prison right now because of the war on drugs. A million people imprisoned. Well, anyway. So, let's take a little trip down memory lane, shall we? Because, you know, I mean, it's wasting time to kind of slam Michelle or Michael Obama, whatever it is, because nobody likes her. But people out there actually did like Laura Bush. Why I bring this up is because, you know, the, the Republican Party ain't going to let go of Bush. Oh, they might say, oh, uh, yeah, we're going to push Rubio the Cuban, right? 
You do know Marco Rubio voted for amnesty, right? For the illegal invaders. Of course he did. He's Latino. And that's all that matters to Latinos, is what's good for Latinos, because they are racists. And I don't, I personally, I don't have a problem with that. Be racist. But you ought to know that before you start thinking about supporting somebody. Now, I, 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 I'm thinking a lot of you out there don't know that Laura Bush actually killed somebody. Did you know that? Did you know Laura Bush? You know, we, you remember the stories about the little Bush daughters, the little party animals, right? Committing felonies, stealing prescription slips and filling them out. Yeah, you know, you remember that, don't you? Kind of a Rush Limbaugh sort of thing. Yeah, he didn't go to jail either. Well, I guess they're like a chip off the old block. Or, in this case, blockette. Because uh, Mommy was uh, quite the party animal herself. Yeah, she was coming back from a party one day, or one night. And, uh, well, ran a stop sign and killed a kid. She didn't go to jail. And they they went to great lengths to cover this up. Now, you know, we're all over Obama about his birth certificate and where he was really born. Is he actually a natural-born citizen? I don't believe he is. But George Bush really was, I mean, he went and covered up, okay, fine, nobody's really saying, well, we don't think George Bush was born in the, you know, yeah, he probably was, but what else about him? What about his National Guard stint? What about him getting out of Vietnam? What about all that? What about being AWOL, hmm? Well, that all got covered up real big time for him. And his wife, the murderer, well, vehicular manslaughterer, should I say. But of course, it's all good because she didn't have to be held responsible for that. She was driving her father's brand new Chevy Impala in 1963, November 6th. Yep, she ran a stop sign on Farm Road 868 at 8.08 p.m. at 50 miles an hour, plowing into a Corvair sedan driven by Michael Douglas, the high school's track and football star. And according to some, an ex-boyfriend of hers. Yep. And, And poor Laura and her buddy Judy... They got bruises. But the other kid in the other car is dead from a broken neck. Well, so you figure, well, you know, look, accidents happen. Yeah, accidents happen. Do you cover up accidents? And there is fear. 
by all of her friends to actually say anything about it. A childhood friend said Laura was just a lovely person to be around. Good manners, came from a good home, yada, yada, yada. Adding anxiously, I don't want to say the wrong thing. The wrong thing? You don't want to say the wrong thing? Huh. Now, it's been noted that while Midland was a dry town of about 50,000 people, everybody bought their booze in Odessa 20 minutes away. In 2004, Laura C. Sams, another neighbor, told me, I can tell you that if somebody dies in a traffic accident in Midland today, it would probably be on the front page of the Midland Reporter Telegram. As it was on November 7, 1963, a plaque honoring Michael Douglas still sits outside the high school and Laura's yearbook included a two-page memorial to Midland's lost golden boy. I didn't know him well. I didn't know him that well, this individual said, who described herself as a dedicated Bush Republican with great affection for the Welsh and Bush families. He lived outside of town. My parents knew them, but he was a real popular boy, very well liked at school. He lived off a highway coming into Midland, out toward the country club at the time. And he was headed into town that night. Laura and Judy were coming around the loop. It was so tragic. It was just a devastating time for all of us. Wow. Guess what? The kid's dad was driving right behind his son in another car and got to witness this. Pendleton is an accountant who usually votes Republican, said he only has fond memories of Laura Welsh, who was a few years older than him. I like Laura. She was a nice girl. She was always very friendly to me as a younger boy on the block, but he also never forgot her wild driving and described her as a two-wheeling. Described her two-wheeling. We would be out there playing football or something, and I remember her coming around the corner on two wheels. She would come in pretty fast and come to a screeching halt in the driveway, and that was always kind of a joke. Oh, here comes Laura. Anyway, it got covered up, folks. It got covered up. Some say she was drinking. I can't be proved. Yeah, somebody in in the uh, in the room asked, "Was she DUI?" Well, she was never tested for DUI. But remember, this is 1963. Okay, so that wasn't the first thought in an accident with the police. The police, you know, if you were in an accident, the first thought was to get you to the hospital, get you treated, you know, worry about your health rather than did you break the law. Nowadays, you know, the first thing they're going to do is take your blood and test it and find out if you are DUI. But a lot of people believe she was. I'm one of them. But hey, what does it matter? She's a Bush. She was a connected Welsh in the community. You know, hey, these are the people that you elect to run this country. You know what? I can't say 
I support Donald Trump. I can't, because I don't. But, I hate him less than all the other candidates. Let's put it that way. How's that for an endorsement? I hate him less than all the other candidates. <laughs> Boy, there's a glowing endorsement, isn't it? Maybe I, should, maybe I should write Donald and say, hey, would you like my endorsement? Because really, I hate you less than all the others. How's that? Well, got to go. Be back again tomorrow at noon. Got good stuff. Well, I don't know. Good stuff. But coming up next is... uh, Oh, hey, coming up next is uh, Govern America. Uh Uh-oh. I better hurry up with that. Anyhow, I got to go. We'll be back in a bit. Uh, Well, no, we won't. We'll be back tomorrow. Sorry. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. have denied internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149. 
$149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.